0: Right. BYU Baseball heads back to the diamond.
1: There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the
0: backcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Live coverage of BYU Baseball is brought to you by Loop Duck, Reinhardt Oil, Chip Cookies, SAG Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Brent Norton.
1: Welcome to Smith's Ballpark. Brent Norton along with Cameron Coughlin bringing you BYU Cougar baseball going against the Utes tonight. Uh, Cameron, always exciting baseball. Cougars uh, have really been uh, struggling. They've lost nine of their last ten. This team offensively just can't get it going right now. It's been kind of that way the entire year and Uh, Coach uh, Littlewood, all of us kind of waiting for the spark to get uh, this team to get going. Uh, It might be too late now to get back into the conference race. Now you're just kind of playing for pride and ending off uh, the season the right way.
2: Yeah, you know, the season's definitely not going as planned. Uh, You know, Coach Littlewood coming off winning conference last year, going to regionals last year, was expecting to build on that. Unfortunately, they've taken a step back. Um, but this is a really important game against Utah. You know, big rival. Uh, it's one and two on the on the year, and we're trying to even it up to go two and two and not lose the series. So that's big. It's also a really important midweek tune up game. Uh, there's six conference games left in the season, and um, the, the the math still works out if BYU wins and some other things happen, they can still find a way into the four spot in the West Coast Conference tournament. So there's still a lot to play for.
1: No doubt about it, and. Uh... It doesn't get any bigger than tonight as the Cougars trying to even the series with the Utes here uh, in this four-game set this year that these two teams have played, two in Provo, two here in Salt Lake. And Cougars get, uh, jump on an airplane tomorrow for San Francisco, one of the leaders in the conference. Uh, that's going to be a challenge, but uh, a fun place to play, a fun place to go. So uh, Cougars looking forward to to that and just kind of turning their season around a little bit.
2: Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's always tough going into some uh – competition where you're playing the top uh, competition in the conference but it's a really important weekend Uh, you know they could turn things around and finish out real hot to end the season and you never know so that's why they play the games and uh, this is a really important game maybe get some confidence here against a rival and then have that go into the weekend
1: had a chance to sit down with coach littlewood just a few moments ago we'll play that for you right now we are here with head coach mike littlewood uh, right before the start of this utah game Coach, another week, another four games, uh, tough ones, Utah and then San Francisco coming up. Uh, uh, coming off of last week, you said you had good practice and hopeful for this week to uh, things go a little better for your Cougar team.
3: Well, I thought we had a great practice yesterday and a lot of energy this this morning and on the bus ride and, and here at the field. I mean, um, it honestly, it feels like it did last year when we were 35 and 19 at this time. It, it's crazy. Uh, so good energy, guys aren't flat and uh, they're ready to compete tonight. Kenny
1: Signs, who maybe had two of his best innings of work this year at, against uh, St. Mary's last week, yeah. and I'm sure you're hopeful to get Kenny some innings and to get his confidence built up.
3: Well, Kenny's a guy, Oklahoma transfer, should be able to to go into a game like this and give us four or five good innings. We're going to let Kenny go really as long as as long as he can. This is his start. We're not going to like try to chew his innings up. Um, but I just you know I want him to to go out of this game on a positive i really do i um he's a guy that looking towards next year and even next week i mean we need him to be good for us uh, he's he's got a lot of experience a lot to offer you just got, got to get it done on the mound his issue is more more walks and innings pitched i mean guys don't hit him um so that's not the issue it's just putting guys on and getting himself in trouble
1: i guess the mantra now these last couple of weeks the game's finished strong i mean build your confidence up get a little momentum going
3: it really is. I mean, it's about personal pride. Just going out there, and I think we we've talked about owing it to ourselves, owing it to our teammates, owing it to the other teams in the league, um, owing it to the to the administration for putting putting such, you know such resources into a program so we can have a great experience. I mean, we the last thing we want to do is, is quit, and uh, and it's a personal pride thing, and and we do we want to finish strong.
1: Uh, talk to us about the lineup today. Uh, Hill back behind the plate. Uh, Dean back in the lineup. Uh, with the left-hander going for Utah,
3: yeah. So we we did make a couple changes. Persey's back in there. Jared in center field, and um, you know I don't think it's real fair to put to run Mitch out there against left-handers right now. He, you know, he's struggling a little bit. But I talked to Mitch McIntyre earlier today during BP, and I told him there's going to be a time when, and it's going to be next year, and maybe this week, where you're going to have to go against left-handers and learn how to hit them. So summer ball is going to be good th- for that. But Brian Sue bad. He took a um, ball off the wrist, so he's out possibly this whole week, and so. Casey Jacobson's is getting another opportunity to start um you know just a Noah with the left hander I think it's, it's a competitive lineup and if we execute have good at bats we'll be fine
1: you know coach great character on this team and uh you know after you've, what you've gone through the last couple of weeks it'd be easy for some guys to to hang it up but it's it's great to hear that you had good practice and good energy and and with Utah never tough to get up for this game
3: oh no this is this is a game we want to win we know we need to it's an important game um it's one of those games that's just, to us, just as important as league games. And so we'll give it everything we've got. Um, you know, I think there's a, a couple guys in the program that might be tired of playing right now, and, and we'll address that at the end of the season. But um, for the most part, our guys want to go play hard.
1: Okay, Coach, a, congratu- or, uh, good luck tonight, and uh, we'll see you on the
3: post game, and uh, let's go we'll get a win. And hopefully you can say congratulations <laughs> after the game. Thanks, Brent.
1: Back here as we get ready for Utah and BYU Smith Ballpark here in Salt Lake City on a beautiful sunny day Brent Norton along with Cameron Coughlin as the Utes and Cougars get ready to do battle for the fourth time this year and Cameron the Cougars have really dominated the series um, 245 wins 118 losses two ties and I think you were mentioning since when
2: yeah, I think 2000 it's like 23 and 5 or something yeah. to that extent maybe off a little bit on the numbers but yeah to your point BYU's dominated the, the historical series we've dominated in the last 20 years um so, as an alumni, this is an important series, even though we don't play in a traditional, uh, in in conference anymore, in a traditional format. But this is important. I think it's important to BYU and it's important to Utah as well. They, Utah's not having a great year either, but this is a big win for them. and some bragging rights, uh, you know, within the state here. Um, so, it's big for both schools.
1: Yeah, Utah was swept over the weekend by Santa Clara. They just got hammered by the number two ranked team, 25 5, 12 1. And I think six four, and the Cougars lost to St. Mary's. And boy, you, you can look at that uh, four game series in Northern California last uh, week for BYU. They lost in a walk off to Cal in the bottom of the ninth. Then they lost to St. Mary's in a. They were ahead the entire game lost in a walk off in the bottom of the ninth. And boy, the last two games, Cougars just didn't have the fire and and uh, went down hard. And uh, so hoping. That uh, BYU can kind of get things going, take the weekend off. Had a good practice yesterday, according to Coach Mike Littlewood. Uh, on the bus coming up, he says it felt like last year when we were 39 and 18. So hopefully things will turn for BYU and they can get it going. Let's go over the starting lineups. First, for the uh, visiting BYU Cougars, Brendan Anderson will heat it off. He'll play at second base. He'll be followed by Daniel in the shortstop. Rock Hale will bat third and play in right field. Keaton Kringlin gets the start in left and he will bat cleanup. Batting 5th, Nate Favaro, the first baseman. Kyle Dean bats 6th, he'll DH. Casey Jacobson will play at 3rd base, he'll bat 7th. Batting 8th is Noah Hill, the catcher. And Jarrett Perns will bat ninth and play in center field. Kenny Cassines coming off one of his better performances last week against St. Mary's through two innings of good baseball. Gets the start against the Utes. For the Utes defensively, uh, the uh, Utes will have Shea Kramer behind the plate. Wade Golden at first, Oliver Dunn at second. Matt Richardson will be at shortstop. Riker Tom will be at uh, third base. Chandler Anderson in left. Sean Kersey in center. And Dominic Foscalina in right. On the hill, uh, Riley Pierce, a redshirt freshman out of the Utah Valley, uh, Salem Hills High School, 6'2", 185-pounder. 0-2 for Pierce. He's looked pretty good against the He's been in a couple of games against uh, BYU this year, but he has an ERA of 8.5. 1 9, so a chance for the left hander to, uh, like you said, a little bragging rights as uh, we're ready for baseball as uh, Brendan Anderson will step in. Anderson hitting uh, 297 on the year, three home runs. This will be the last game for Anderson against the Utes wearing that Cougar uniform as he is a senior out of uh, Draper.
2: See if Brendan can be aggressive here, to start the game.
1: Beautiful day for baseball here in Salt Lake. 85 degrees, sunshiny weather, and the first pitch to Anderson is down low, ball one. Just a slight breeze blowing out toward right center as we start. One ball, no strikes to Brennan. He's got three home runs and 25 RBIs. As Riley Peirce, the big left-hander. Here's the 2-0 to Anderson. Ball hit pretty well. Left fielder going over in the alley. He'll get there, and he will make the catch for the out. Fly ball out by Anderson, and that will bring Daniel Sneeman to the play. Daniel with that from the left side against Pierce. Junior out of Chula Vista, California. Cougars wearing their royal blue tops uh, today. Usually save those for home games, but they got the gray pants on. Utes in the red tops, white pants. As we have just started action here in Salt Lake City, Smith ballpark. Pitch from Pierce is outside for a ball. Pierce, so this will be his eighth appearance. He's started four games. He's thrown 11 innings, giving up 18 hits, 12 runs. Only four strikeouts on the year. Opponents are hitting 383 against the right-hander, Pierce. 1-0, pitch is outside for ball two. Cougars come in, 19 wins, 23 losses. The Utes 12 and 32. As Utah will be at Oregon this week, and the Cougars down to San Francisco. There's a pitch that's a little bit low. Jason Rogers, home plate umpire today. Blake Jensen at first base, Jared Ferenz at second, and Adam Dowdy, third base umpire. 3-0 3-0 the count to Schneeman. And here is the pitch, and that is up high ball four. So Schneeman with a four-pitch walk. And that will bring uh, Brock Hale to the plate, Cougar right fielder.
2: It's a good a bat by Schneeman. Pitches weren't that close, but he's allowing everyone else to see some pitches there from the dugout. And uh, Brock Hale has been Cougar's leading hitter all season, has a chance to do some damage.
1: Brock leads the Cougars in uh, home runs and RBIs. As Riley Pierce after walking Sneeman. Now from the stretch, throw to first base and uh, Daniel back in safely. Daniel, five stolen bases. He hasn't been thrown out this year. BYU 22 steals in 33 attempts this year, and uh, haven't run much lately. The Cougars have struggled offensively, and just haven't wanted to run themselves out of any any Pitches outside ball one. BYU hitting 276 as a team, about the same as the Utes. Coug- uh, the uh, Cougars allowing about two run, uh, less runs per game with their pitching staff. It hasn't really been pitching this year for the Cougars, even though they have struggled at times on the mound. It's, it's been more about scoring runs. Another throw to first, and again, Schneeman back in safely.
2: Well, Riley Pierce, the pitcher, left-handed pitcher for the Utes, holding Schneeman on over at first base. He's uh, He's not reading him. He's kind of predetermine if he's picking or going to the plate so we'll see if Schneeman can kind of pick up on that and see if he can go first move and get a good jump Yeah, Pierce, he not
1: the, he's not the quickest guy to the plate for sure and here's the pitch to Hale, that's outside for a ball two balls, no strikes, the count and now the pitching coach uh, Mike Crawford out as he's thrown four consecutive pitches for balls and Crawford, uh, you never know, might have noticed something in the delivery. Utes already have a uh, guy in the pen. Could be a complete bullpen day for the Utes. You just never know how a coach is going to
2: I don't know that I've ever seen a coach come out six, was it, eight pitches into the game yeah. to talk. <laughs> I mean, he walked a guy, he's 2-0, and he got an out. Uh, so that's it's interesting, man. Sure point, maybe he's telling them, hey, man, Throw strikes, so we're going to go to the guy in the bullpen that's warm right now. Yeah, so there's a
1: right-hander out throwing the Cougars. Uh, Kenny Signs getting the start. They're hoping to get Kenny three, four, five, six innings, and uh, it's just a matter of uh, who you're playing next. And, and uh, you know, Utes are bottom; they're in the cellar of the Pac-12. So, but uh, kind of like the Cougars, who aren't in the cellar, but they're just uh, more playing for pride right now and ending the season off well. 2 0 the count. And the pitch to Brock Hill, and that is down low ball three. As I mentioned, Riley Pierce, young man out of uh, Salem, Utah. Salem High School product. He redshirted last year. And now uh, pitching as a uh, Richard freshman for the Utes. 3 and 0 the count. And here's the pitch. That's over for a strike. I bet you Brock had green light right there uh, with the 3-0 pitch, but just a uh, pitch in there that he didn't like.
2: Yeah, the tough thing is he's thrown seven consecutive balls, and you don't want to you know, make an out on a potential ball. He's going to throw the same pitch 3-1 that he threw 3-0. 3-1.
1: Hale steps back in. Pitch is outside ball four. So two consecutive walks, that will bring Kringland to the plate with runners at first and second base for BYU. Keaton hitting 288 on the year, does have a home run and 14 RBIs. A couple of finals, uh, Portland beat Seattle today 13-2 in non-conference action. And Nevada beating San Francisco, the Cougars' opponent on Thursday, by a score of 6 to nothing. that being played over in Reno. And Pepperdine who's really got it going. victory over Cal State Santa Barbara so one man out Kringlin up there with a chance to give the Cougars an early lead and here is Pierce's first pitch Kringlin hits one center fielder coming in he's going to get there and make the catch Kiersey little pop up into the right center field alley Kiersey had to come a long way was able to run it down for out number two
2: yeah, the ball looked like it got off of Creeland's uh, end, end of the bat a little bit. Just didn't quite get the extension, and it fooled center fielder. Kersey took a couple steps back and then had to charge it in. He made a good play on it.
1: And, you know, really, I think that was the right fielder's ball. But yeah. the right fielder got a horrible jump. And yeah. And DeKirsey, who is best player on this Utah team, able to run it down.
2: Yeah, he's got great speed. He's a great athlete. He kind of tracks down anything in the outfield that's out there. So BYU has to keep things on a line or get it over his head somehow. Uh, they plan on getting any hits in the outfield.
1: Favero now steps in. Nate, uh, 245 average, uh, 22 RBIs, does not have a home run this year. And here's the first pitch to Favero. That is over for a strike. Well, Cougars have had a hard time with two out-base hits, run-scoring hits. We'll see if uh, Favero can do it right here. Kind of a tough time for the hitters. The mound in brilliant sunshine and about – Halfway in, uh, the shade starts happening. These uh, early evening games, uh, you're bound to, to have this situation. We, we'll have it here in the first inning for both teams. Is they a little soft uh, fly ball, right fielder going out. He's on the track, and he'll make the catch for the out. And the Cougars again denied here with the uh, runners in scoring position. No runs, no hits, no errors, two runners left. We're through a half an inning. Cougars nothing. Utes coming to the plate on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Kenny signs on the hill for the Cougars. Signs one win, two losses on the year. 6.95 earned run average. He's out of Corpus Christi, Texas, Jr. Transfer out of Oklahoma. Had to sit out last year and Sines will uh, face Deshaun Kiersey in the first pitch over for a call strike. Coming out of fall baseball, uh, Kenny Sines was the number one guy on the hill for the Cougars, and came back after Christmas and just didn't have it. And has continued to struggle throughout the year. Pop-up behind home plate. Noah Hill coming back behind home plate. He is there, and it lands about uh, three rows deep. And with... uh, Signs has been all about control. He's walked about as many innings as he's pitched. Walk guys. And you do that, you're not going to be successful.
2: Yeah, you know, and Kenny Signs, the opponent batting average is only two twenty-two, But uh, to your point, he's given up 21 walks and 19 strikeouts. So he's putting guys on base, uh, you know, giving free passes. Those runs are going to score and end up hurting you. And that's what's hurt Kenny this season.
1: Here's the 0-2 to Kearsey just off the plate. Signs did uh, throw maybe his best two innings in a month. Down at St. Mary's through uh, two scoreless innings, uh, so the Cougars are hoping he can build on that, have a little confidence. Great kid. Loves BYU and just has struggled this year. Pitches down low. Cougars with uh, Favero at first, Anderson at second, Sneeman at short, Jacobson at third, Kringlin in left, Perns in center, Hale in right field, Noah Hill behind the plate, and signs on the hill. Here's a 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss as that ball is dropped by uh, Noah Hill. He throws the first base, and Dick Hersey goes down on strikes. One man out, and uh, Riker Tom steps in. Riker Tom, another one of those redshirt freshmen. He's out of Cedar City. An original commit to uh, University of San Diego. Didn't last long there, and now uh, playing for the Utes.
2: BYU has a original commit to San Diego. That's playing for BYU now is uh, Kyle Dean. That's
1: right. There's a bunt down the first baseline. That will roll foul. Good bunt, just rolled a bit foul, or that would have been a base hit. Signs over there, right on top of it, uh, did the right thing and and uh, letting the ball roll out.
2: And you like to see that from your team there, trying to bunt. With you have a left-handed pitcher up. Trying to do a push-bunt that goes towards first base with the left-hander falling towards third. There's a lot of space there. like to see that from the top of your line or try to get something going.
1: Utes 12 wins, 32 losses, 6-15 and 15 in the Pac-12 conference. Ball grounded out toward Casey Jacobson. Casey's got it. Throws to first for the out. Good play by Jacobson. Had to go to his left and then make a 360 turn and made the good throw. This uh, kid can really pick it down there at third base.
2: Yeah, Casey's been great defensively in his couple years here at BYU and uh, shows another example of that right there. He's got a great arm, comes up controlled, makes a good throw to first.
1: One man out. Oliver Dunn steps in second baseman for the Utes. Pretty good crowd here in the ballpark, and why not? Great weather, and the Utes and Cougars going out at it. First pitch over for a strike. BYU won the first game this year against the Utes, and the Utes have won the last two. Here's the 0-1. Curveball up high for a ball. BYU won 7-6 to in the first meeting. That was in Provo. Utes came back, beat the Cougars here 4-3 in Salt Lake, and then they beat the Cougars 8-4 in Provo. And this will be the last game between the two schools. Pitches up high, hits. Oliver Dunn. That gets him up on the shoulder, so Dunn hit by a pitch. And that will bring uh, Chandler Anderson to the plate. Anderson, uh, junior out of Park City. 6'3", 205 pounder, 13 RBIs. Does not have a home run.
3: You
2: usually don't see a four-hitter this late in the year without a home run in the lineup.
1: Another action in the conference. LMU is at Cal State Bankersfield, uh, all fouled up and out of play. Uh, UC Riverside is at San Diego. Santa Clara is visiting Stanford tonight. That's where the Cougars will be next Tuesday. Pepperdine currently leading the conference 14-7, uh, St. Mary's 13-8. and 8. They jumped up uh, four places with the sweep of BYU. Got a tough uh, road to hoe, though. They play LMU and uh, Pepperdine in the last two series. So still kind of a jumbled mess in the conference, uh, a lot of parity.
2: Yeah, it's usually how it is every year. There's a lot of teams... There's maybe a one or two teams that are kind of in the bottom of the cellar, but everyone else is kind of hanging around each other throughout the season and uh, fighting to get in that conference tournament.
1: Here's the old one It's swinging a miss. Good curveball there that Anderson won after. Utes and Cougars renewing this long uh, rivalry. Started in 1895. The first game ever played in competitive sports, BYU and Utah, was baseball. Back in 1995. 1895. Let's yeah. <laughs> long time ago. Your signs is 0 2. That pitch is inside. One ball, two strikes. Noah Hill had a hard time spearing that baseball. It was bouncing all over in front of him. Just couldn't come up with it.
2: Yeah, not only for the, the hitter, but also for the catcher. The ball's coming from the sun into the shadows. So, especially with seeing rotation on the ball, maybe a little bit more difficult for him until. The pitcher is completely in the shadow as well.
1: Utes still have a right hander in the pen, so I would think he's going to be brought in. This might be an inning for every pitcher on the Utes staff. Quick throw to first base and the runner. Oliver Dunn back in safely. He's got six steals on the year to lead the Utes. He's been thrown out a couple of times. Great ballpark here, Smith's Ballpark. Of course, that's where the Salt Lake Bees, the AAA affiliate of the California Angels play. Swing and a miss, and the Utah are retiring. A couple of strikeouts in the inning. We're through one, no score. Utah and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton.
1: Well, the Utes have a Spencer Johnson on the team, and they have a Spencer Kevin Johnson. And we've got Spencer Kevin Johnson, 25, on the hill as uh, Riley Pierce, uh, Pierce went one inning, gave up two walks, no runs, and now uh, Spencer Kevin Johnson into the ball game. Spencer uh, Johnson, a 7.71 earned run average. Uh, This will be his fifth appearance. He's thrown four innings is all. Giving up five hits, four runs. So Johnson into the ball game. And he will face uh, Kyle Dean. We are in the top of the second. No score. No hits in the first. As Kyle Dean steps in. Dean hitting 246 has a home run, 12 RBIs. Sophomore out of uh, San Diego. He's draftable. He had to sit out a year with that injury. So uh, Dean, one of the more highly heralded recruits BOU has ever signed, has just struggled with uh, injuries throughout his career for the Cougars, and he swings and misses for strike one.
2: Brent, the scoreboard has a picture of Kyle with his number, but has David Claussen's name up on there.
1: Not, that's not a good thing. <laughs> it's got sophomore correct. It's got outfielder, which is correct. Yeah. Some reason Clawson's name's on there as uh, Dean swings and misses. Both those pitches look like they might have been out of the zone.
2: Yeah, they look like they're up and away a little yeah. bit. I think Kyle's maybe uh, a little, little antsy here to make something happen.
1: He might not be seeing it well. That, uh, yeah. that uh, sunshine's still now right over the top of the pitcher. So still come out of the uh, sun into the shade. Here's the 0-2 down a little bit low. Ball one. The Utes uh, at Oregon this weekend. Then they will come down and play Utah Valley on the 15th before uh, finishing up with the Washington schools. Washington up in Seattle and Washington State. Washington State uh, here. As Dean swings and misses, goes down on strikes. One man out.
2: Yeah, another pitch away, maybe out of the zone, wasn't as elevated, but uh, you know, good strike three pitch. Try to expand the zone a little bit there. And Kyle and Kyle went chasing for uh, the first out for BYU.
1: That'll bring uh, Casey Jacobson to the plate. Casey, a junior out of Flower Mound, Texas as he will step in. And the first pitch is over for a strike. No balls in a strike to Casey Jacobson. He'll be followed by Noah Hill. Jacobson takes the pitch on the outside corner
2: 0-2. So far Johnson just been away, away, away against the righties here in the first couple batters. See if he maybe comes back with something inside here, or some kind of breaking ball down. Get Casey chasing an 0-2.
1: Jacobson, right-handed hitter, steps back in. And the pitch a little bit low. So Jacobson made a good play defensively at third base in the bottom of the first inning. Noah Hill in the undeck circle. He'll be followed by Perns. Round out the Cougars uh, lineup here in the And Jacobson lined one to right field, base hit. So Jacobson, nice job just going with that pitch and lining it to right. First hit of the game.
2: Yeah, it's a really good adjustment by Casey. uh, To Kyle Dean, they were all away. And then uh, the first two pitches to Casey were away there. And he made the adjustment, sat back, let the ball get deep, uh, assuming the ball was away, and he went with it. So it's a really good piece of hitting by Casey Jacobson for the first hit for BYU. That'll
1: bring Hill to the plate. Noah, 265 hitter, does have six RBIs. Getting the start behind the dish for the Cougars. The Cougars started all the right-handed hitters with a lefty on the hill, but now a right-hander in, in the second. A little gamesmanship there. Nobody out throwing, so we might see a Johnson for a little, little while longer. First pitch over for a strike. Bill Kenneberg, head coach for the Utes in his 15th year here for Utah. Coached in 95 and 96. Left the program and came back in 2004 and uh, still the head coach. Pitch to Hill is down low. A ball and a strike. Both these teams, Cougars have lost six in a row. The Utes have lost four in a row. So both these uh, teams trying to get back in the win column. Johnson, long look in. Noah Hill set at the plate. And here's the 1-1 pitch. Runner going, and Hill fouls it back up into the seats, hit and run. Right there, Noah Hill, good contact guy. And good idea, Coach uh, Littlewood, just trying to get something going.
2: Yeah putting someone in motion, and uh, hopefully you have a good contact hitter that doesn't strike out much and put something in play. Unfortunately, he fouled it off, but he did a good job of protecting the runner there, making sure uh, he didn't swing and miss.
3: Ball
1: and two strikes. As Hill steps back in, pretty good lead by Jacobson at first base. And here's the pitch, and he'll swings and misses, goes down on strikes. Two men out, two strikeouts, and by Johnson.
2: Well, Brenna, And Jarrett Burns steps in. I'll tell you, with Casey Jacobs over at first, he's not <clears throat> a blazing fast runner, but this pitcher is incredibly slow to the plate. So, I mean, if Casey could get a good jump, he's really deliberate and high with his leg kick, and, uh, you know, he could probably steal the bag pretty easily. Hearn steps in, Cougar center fielder,
1: 316 average on the year. And the first pitch over for a strike. Cougars uh, have really had an inordinate number of strikeouts per at bats also this year. Last year averaged over eight runs a game. This year, not quite five runs a game. So, an alarming difference. Burns fouls it off. And the, the most alarming thing is the Cougars have about five, six guys back that they yeah. were right there last year that were big run producers.
2: Yeah, for whatever reason, unfortunately, almost all of them have had down years compared to what they had last year. Uh, you know, Brock Hale has been pretty consistent, but uh, for the most part some of the Cougars have been down a little bit hitting and uh, they were counted on to kind of carry this team going forward.
1: No balls, two strikes. Burns, the right-hander, steps back in, and he hits one foul down the third baseline. Jarrett transfer out of a college of Southern Nevada. He uh, grew up in Henderson and uh, got, a, got a starting nod in center field about two, three weeks into the season and really was hitting the ball well. He's, he's tailed off quite a bit in the last few weeks. Cougars would like uh, to get him going again. Wind's picked up a little bit, now blowing out toward left field. So any ball hit in the air should get a little bit of boost here tonight. Pern swings and misses for the strikeout. And the Cougars, uh, three strikeouts in the inning. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We are through one and a half. No score, Cougars and Utes on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Eric Miguelis will lead it off for the Utes. We go to the bottom of the second, no score. Miguel is the junior out of Tucson, 234 average. He's hit the Cougars well. Had a home run here the last time uh, BYU traveled to Salt Lake. He's got four on the year, 24 RBIs. He's DHing. In today's ball game, first pitch over. No balls and a strike. Another fastball. This one just off the plate. The uh, shadow's now finally completely over the mound. So hitters should be able to adjust that a little bit better. Cougars with a big shift on Miguel as they've got the shortstop. Schneeman on the second base side of uh, the bag at second. And Brennan Anderson playing a little bit of a shallow right field. Flags here at the ballpark almost all just blowing straight out. Big swing and a miss, two and two the count. Beautiful night for a game here in Salt Lake. Cougars uh, last Tuesday. Swing and a miss, three strikeouts by signs in the ball game uh, Last Tuesday in Cal, one of the coldest games I've ever been to. I mean, you know how it can get down in Northern yeah. California. Gets real And damp. There was a wind blowing. Yeah. And the Cal coach told us, he said, that's the toughest conditions we've had the whole year. I mean, the ball wasn't going anywhere. The yeah. wind was blowing in. It's a small yard, only 320 down the line, 330 down the right field line. They've got a kid with 19 home runs on that team. Yeah. But I'll tell you, nobody even got to the warning track, and it, you know, one nothing win. Uh, Cal won in a walk off.
2: No, they, they have the stadium right next to the football stadium, right? Just no, kind of
1: no, it's right. The football stadium's about a block away, but it's right next to the basketball arena, and that uh, thing was built in 1933. It's an old, old ballpark. Yeah. Uh, and it, you can tell the ballpark has been there because they built things around things it. Things around <laughs> yeah. it that you can't. I mean, the power plant, three stories, was next to it. And then the, the big basketball arena was down the first base side. And the rec center over the left field wall. Um, but you could tell that ballpark had been there forever. Yeah, Just looking at it. it. They call it the Fenway of Pac-12. I right. Mean, pretty interesting uh, yard. Of course, they, you know, back in, I think it was 2001, they discontinued baseball. That's right. And, and then, then they, they brought it back. And then they had Jeff Kent, some of the Giants, some of the old alumni. They didn't even miss a year. Right. They had a, an outpouring of support financially, and they were able to uh, keep the baseball team going. And they're about middle of the pack, Pac-12, good team. Cougars played a great ball game down there, 0-0 game going into the, the bottom of the ninth. Cougars had a couple of chances to score runs, just couldn't do it. And uh, a Schneeman error is what cost uh, the Cougars a game on a on a throw to second base off the – a double play ball for sure back to the pitcher, and Steeman just didn't look it into the glove. And so runners at first and second base, next guy up, base hit, game over.
2: Yeah. Well, it's kind of been that way for the Cougars this year, unfortunately. They just haven't been able to string things together in close games. They haven't been able to figure out a way to, to pull it off.
1: And of all guys to commit an error, I mean, our shortstop, Steeman had four errors the whole year. Just incredible. There's a grand fly ball hit. Jarrett Perns in center field going over. He'll get there and make the catch for the out. Two men down for the Utes here in the second. And that will bring Wade Golden, first baseman, up. Golden, a senior out of Redding, California, getting the start tonight at first base. He struggled this year. 217 average, two home runs, 15 RBIs. And he will face the lefty, uh, Kenny Sines. First pitch inside for a ball. Sines has retired Uh, five of the first six. He hit a batter in the first inning. But he has three strikeouts to his credit. That pitch a little bit outside. Two balls and no strikes. Sines can throw 90. Got a great change. 5'8", 170-pounder. And coach like coach Littlewood said hey this is a situation where Kenny can build this build the momentum build a little confidence going into next year and a good outing here Kenny will undoubtedly be on the mound again for the Cougars in the last couple of weeks of this season pitches down low for a ball three and one the count to Wade Golden Pitch from signs, and that's fouled off. The games in San Francisco on Thursday, Friday will start three o'clock down there, Benedetti by, uh, Diamond, and uh, and then Saturday one o'clock. So that'll be four o'clock here for the first two. We'll have all those games for you here on live on uh, AM 960 and your BYU Radio Network. Pitches off the plate a little bit for ball four. So a walk given up to Golden, and that will bring in Matt Richardson to the plate.
2: Yeah, Kenny Sines just lost that one away, but I like that he's challenging left-handed hitters. He's coming in, trying to back them off the plate, trying to get them from keep them from looking out over the plate to try to drive something. So I like how he's challenging the hitters here today so far in the first couple innings.
1: Signs 31 pitches so far in this outing. Richardson, a 254 average for the freshman out of San Diego. He will bat from the right side. And the first pitch is swing and a miss. And it looks like that swing and miss pitch for Signs right now is off speed. Good yeah. pitch.
2: Yeah, like you said, he has that really good changeup, that straight change has good arm action on it. Um, even though the pitcher and the hitter right now are in the shadows, there's still the, the sun behind it. Sometimes that can still play some tricks on you. But... uh Good arm action from Signs to start this.
1: Here's the 0-1. That's over for a strike. Another change. If Kenny can get that pitch going and throw it for a
2: strike, yeah, that's the key. Well, especially if he can spot that for a strike, then he can come back and bury that down. Then you really get people swinging and missing on it, and then he can throw his fastball, and they'll take that because they'll you know not be ready for yeah. it because they're sitting on that change.
1: 0-2, just off the plate. Yeah, when you got a good change, that 90-mile-hour uh, fastball turns into 95. Oh, wow.
2: Well, yeah, he, if, he, you know, if he's 15-mile-an-hour difference there between the fastball and the changeup, he's definitely keeping them off balance. Really, if you have that control of the changeup, you can just throw two pitches and uh, keep everyone off balance for sure.
1: One-two pitch fouled up and over the roof here. Out on to South Temple. Smith Ballpark, where the old Dirks Field used to be, and then it's had a bunch of other names since then. But I remember as a kid coming to this ballpark and watching uh, the AAA team play and old concrete ballpark and played here, you know, in high school in uh, state championship games. Actually, we played three state championship games here. There's a ball hit out to Sneeman, throw to second for the out. So the Utes are retired here in the inning. We're through two. No score, Utah and BYU, on your new skin BYU Sports Network.
3: What's up, BYU fans? This is second baseman Brendan Anderson, and you're here listening on the new skin BYU Sports Network.
1: We'll go to the uh, top of the third inning. No score, Utah and BYU, from uh, Smith Ballpark here in Salt Lake City. Cougars will send the top of the order uh, Brennan Anderson up. Cougars first time through at three base runners. Two guys were walked and uh, a base hit by Casey Jacobson, but they have not been able to push anybody across. Anderson flew out to left field his first time up. As Brennan, the senior out of uh, Draper, Utah, would love to have a big game here against uh, Utah, as you mentioned, especially the Utah kids, real bragging rights. And it's uh, been more bragging on the Cougar side over the history of this. Cougars uh, 245 wins against 118 losses. Here's the 1 0 pitch uh, is over for a strike. I mean, that really is amazing when you think yeah. the Cougars have won over two thirds or twice as many as the Utes. It's just uh, when you look at the other sports and how close football, basketball, are uh, in these two schools with those long-time rivalries. Cougars have really kind of had their way with the Utes on the diamond. Anderson swings and misses and the count one and two. Johnson, I think, in Provo, they they don't have the uh, radar gun going here, but in Provo I think he was throwing low 90s. Pretty good arm. He is a transfer college of southern Idaho. He's a sophomore, Syracuse, Utah. Here's the one-two pitch. That's outside, and the count evens
2: up at two balls, two strikes. So far for uh, Spencer Johnson, he's just been staying away, away, away from right-handed hitters. So see if BYU can kind of pick up on that, make an adjustment, and try to stay up the middle and to right field and just go with the pitch.
1: Two balls, two strikes. Anderson fouls that one off. Got a good look at that one. Just missed it. Fouled it straight back. Cougars and Utes playing four times this year. That's the first time they played four times in a number of years. But they decided to, uh, both of them, the coaches decided to uh, go from three to four to try to help each other's RBIs a little bit. And uh, that's a strike three call to Anderson. Goes down on strikes. One man out. So they both dropped a game with UVU. They're only playing UVU each twice this year, and it's kind of come around to bite, especially the Cougars. Uh, although neither neither of these teams' RPIs, you know, is enough to even get a sniff at the tournament. But uh, UVU's tournament, Utah's uh, or UVU's RPI, Utah's RPI, and BYU's uh, uh, Cougars by far the best. But UVU and Utah both about the same. Utah's with only uh, 12 wins this year, 32 losses. But they have played the Cougars tough this year, winning two of three. Here's the one ball pitch to Daniel Steeman, fouls it straight back. Daniel the junior out of Chula Vista, California. He'll be draftable after this year. Struggled defensively this year, but uh, been a wizard out there at shortstop as we've seen. Over the past few years, uh, Defensive Player of the Year last year in the conference. Sneeman swings and misses one and two. Johnson has come in and struck out the side in the second. Struck out Anderson. Now ahead in the count to uh, Sneeman one and two. Brock Hale on deck. Pitch to Sneeman, ground ball, first baseman's got it. He'll shovel the ball over to Johnson at the first base back for an out. Two men down, and uh, Brock Hale will step in.
2: Yeah, Johnson's done a good job keeping these Cougar hitters on their heels, uh, mixing fastball, mixing some sliders in there. Uh, he's been throwing away to both lefties and righties, but uh, you know, Cougars still haven't been able to figure him out quite yet. Two men down as Hale will step
1: in. Brock uh, walked his first time up. And the first pitch from Johnson is up high, ball one. Johnson this year, uh, ERA of just about eight. Only four appearances, so four innings, but... He's looked good against this Cougar team. A ball and no strikes. Hale takes that one on the outside corner, one and one. Seems like that uh, strike zone expanding a little bit here in the third inning.
2: He's a home plate umpire. Uh, Jason Rogers has been a little generous here for Johnson on the outside part of the plate. So, again, BYU should... Hopefully by this point know what he's throwing, staying away, and but also be aware that the umpire is going to give him a little bit of action on the outside part of the zone.
1: Here's the 1-1. One, one. That's over for a call. Strike two. Pepperdine actually beat Santa Barbara twice today, 5-3 three and 3-1. Three, Pepperdine, uh, 26 wins now. There's a ground ball deep in the hole. Shortstop's got it. Throw to first. Safe. Brock Hale really legging out an infield single right there. You know, and Hertenstein down at uh, Pepperdine, I was concerned when we went down there. His record was below 500 yeah, and had been, you know, right. for the last couple of years. Uh, yep. Starting to get a little worried for his job, but he's, he's brought him back and playing pretty good baseball.
2: Yeah, uh, Coach Hertenstein is a good coach. He's been down at Pepperdine for a long time. He played there. Uh, he coached under uh, Steve Rodriguez down there, and he was able to take over the program when Rodriguez went to Baylor. And, uh, you know, fortunately for them, they've, they've turned it around and found something that's been working this year. Pepperdine's yep. a tough place to hit. It's uh, <laughs> like you were talking about a Cal. Wind blows in, yep. real damp, ball doesn't go anywhere.
1: Brock Hill going on the first pitch. He'll slide into second base safely. Ball goes into shallow center field, and Brock Hill... Good hustle. As the ball is picked up by the center fielder, throws it in quickly. Hale, that would have been a close play Yeah, if Hale had kept going. I'll tell you, you got to give Brock a lot of credit there. He was going hard. He was thinking home plate.
2: He was. Yeah, it was a great aggressive play there. Brock Hale stealing a bag cleanly, and then on the overthrow going to third.
1: That'll be an E2 on the catcher, Shea Kramer. And Hale now at third base, Kringlin with a uh, 1-0 count. You talked about Johnson, how slow he is to the plate, and Brock Hale uh, easily steals second base. And now Kringlin with an RBI opportunity here in the third inning to get the Cougars on the board. One ball and no strikes. Keaton won home run in the year, has 14 RBIs. Pitches is up high. Keaton, tw- uh, 55 RBIs last year. Struggled with his hamstring this year for about a month. Uh, last year, five home runs, 55 RBIs for Kringlin. Hit uh, 318. The year before, also had five home runs his freshman year. This year, one. 2-0 pitch to Kringlin, a swing and a miss. Looked like Keaton uh, fooled on that pitch.
2: Yeah, I mean, Johnson's just a way away. He's not even trying to come close to these Cougar hitters on the inner half of the plate. Same thing, 2-1 here for Keaton with the base open. Maybe a slider or a fastball away if he can just sit back and drive the other way.
1: 2-1, Kringland swings and misses again. Keaton Kringland this year. It's been a pretty tough strikeout, but uh, this year 30 already and 146 at-bats. And an RBI out there at third base if he can get a base hit here. Here's the 2-2. Kringland fouls it off. Came back with a fastball. Cougars hitting 276 as a team, so it's not really about batting average. It's just about, you know, being able to get the big hit with it's just lack of run production. Lack of two, uh, two out base hits. Two balls, two strikes. Pitch to Kringland, fouled off again. you got to give Brock Hill a lot of credit. I mean, he beats legs out an infield single. Yep. Steals second base, gets to third base, <laughs> thinking about going home. Well, and Golden really hustled to pick that ball up in center field to, yeah, to and,
2: hold him at third. And it's nice seeing Brock kind of showcasing his speed for his size. Uh, be able to run like that, you know, it's a really good attribute and something that you'd think uh, some well, teams at the next level would be interesting. i telling you, one of the great mysteries,
1: he hits 395 last year's year. Drafted, doesn't even get drafted. Yeah. Hey, unbelievable.
2: Yeah. I can't <laughs> understand it.
1: Two balls, two strikes. Kringlin hits this one down, third baseman. Had to back up a couple of steps. Long throw. Gets away from the first baseman. Run scores. That'll be an error on the third baseman. He kind of let that ball play him a little bit, and then made a horrible throw, and Wade Golden over there unable to pick it up. Cougars on the board. They lead one to nothing. Two errors in the inning by the Utes, and Kringlin moves on to second base on the overthrow.
2: Yeah, you know, that's the Cougars' needs, a little, little break there. Um, you know, that ball was a tough hop, kind of in-between hop for the third baseman. And I think he was battling the sun. The sun's actually coming right between uh, the, the upper concourse and the main concourse and the stands. So he caught the ball cleanly, but then was a little off balance and then threw a in-between hop to first, which was kind of impossible for the first baseman to even touch. So uh, big break for the Cougars, able to score a run and uh, have a runner on second base with two outs and Nate Favaro up.
1: Now Favaro with an RBI opportunity. Nate uh, flew out to deep right field his first time up. And Johnson coming from the stretch. Here's the first pitch to Favero. A little fly ball into center field. McKiersey coming over makes the play for the out. And the Cougars are retired. They got uh, one run on one hit. There were two errors. One man left. We're through two and a half. One-nothing Cougars leading the Utes on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Kenny signs on the hill. Bottom of the third. Cougars score a run. Unearned run on a couple of Utah errors. And great hustle by Brock Hill. Let's not forget that. 0-1. Pits that ball's Grounded hard down the third baseline. That's in for extra bases as Shea Kramer around first base. And Kramer will end up at second base with a double. Tough play for Jacobson. Got a piece of his glove on it. But then it... Uh, Got over his glove, and that'll be a base hit by Kramer.
2: Yeah, ball was hit really hard. Uh, Casey was playing about even with the bag. Just didn't even have time to react quick enough to uh, do anything but really just get his glove on it. Couldn't Again, get as it. you said, the sun. Yeah, yeah, and the sun's coming right through. That's a really tough, you know, for the shortstop, third baseman, uh, it's really tough right now with the, the sun, the way it's coming through the stands right now. So, uh, you know, they, they battled that a little bit at, at BYU, at, at Miller Park, at BYU as well, through the portals. So it's just something they have to get used to and make sure they have their glasses on.
1: Yeah, he was kind of half in the sun, half out. But his eyes were in the sun when that ball left the bat coming out of the shade. And uh, the ball was hit very, very hard. Jacobson made a good effort, just couldn't quite come up with it. And the first pitch is down low to uh, Deshaun Kiersey. First extra base hit of the ball game is by the Utes. Kramer only hitting 217 coming into the ball game, but hit that ball hard. Ball no strikes to Kiersey. That ball plunks him, got him up on the shoulder. So a hit batter, and the Utes will have runners at uh, first and second base, nobody out, and uh, Riker Tom, the hitter.
2: Yeah, it seems like when uh, Kenny Sines is, Tried to challenge the left-handed hitters. He's been losing that ball up kind of arm side and coming up and in on on, uh, the Utah hitters. So hopefully he can get get his control down with that pitch. But it's good that he's trying to challenge them and not just go away, away, away and let them get out over the plate and try to drive something.
1: Riker Tom steps in. He grounded out to Jacobson his first time up. Probably a bunt situation here for the Utes. Going to try to move both those runners into scoring position. As Tom steps in, he tried to bunt his first time up and just uh, dribbled it foul down the first base side. Tom squares the bunt, and that pitch is down low, ball one. Cougars had both infielders uh, coming hard. And Sneeman covering the bag at third base. Anderson covering the bag at first. 1-0 the count to uh, Riker Tom. BYU uh, in the conference uh, right now, 8-13. and 13. They are in uh, seventh place in the conference. Quick move, uh, throw back to second base, throw back to Anderson. As the Cougars uh, put on the defensive play, Noah Hill, the catcher for BYU, out in front of the plate, giving uh, the BYU team what, what they're going to do, lots of different uh, defensive alignments here in this uh, particular situation with a bunt. Coming up,
2: we'll probably see Favero at first. Crash and signs will have the responsibility for third base.
1: There's a bunt out, foul ball down the third hmm. base side. Noah Hill got there, and that time they didn't have anybody covering yeah. third. They had uh, Sneeman going to second, Anderson to first. Uh, yeah, that, that missed someone a, missed an assignment.
2: assignment. I, <laughs> I mean. Uh, there's certain, maybe you'd leave second base exposed, but yeah. you definitely are trying to get the lead runner. If not, you're trying to get the guy at first. Um, so either Schneeman was supposed to come cover third or Jacobson probably was supposed to go back, back towards third and Sines has the third base side.
1: Well, again, Noah Hill out in front of the plate. Again, Riker, Tom uh, scoring to bunt here. Uh, Sines uh, getting the sign from Noah Hill, a ball in his strike. Here's Kenny's pitch. Pitch gets away from Hill, and the runners are going to advance. Wow, that's the story yeah. of
2: BYU season this year. That's, that's killer, unfortunately. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of do the job for the hitter now, and then you have to bring the infield in, or maybe they're going to play the middle infield back it looks like, but it's early enough here. Maybe you concede the run and just get an out but uh, you know you want to try to make that hitter put the ball in play and make well, him put down a good yeah, bunt.
1: Willing to give up an out. Yeah. Here's the 2-1 pitch. A swing and fouled off down the first base side. It's very unfortunate right there for the Cougars. I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times uh, that's happened this year. Happened down to St. Mary's. Hill couldn't glove one. It got past him and the runners moved up. Well, You give up 90 feet in a baseball game and you're going to give up runs automatically. Cougars have a right-hander down throwing, Alex Perone, and that ball is uh, bounced up on the plate and hits the hits the batter. Ball landed about five feet in front of the plate, came up and hit Riker Tom. That's the third hit batter in this ball game by Kenny Signs. Well, you go from Utah willing to give up a, an out yeah. to hitting him.
2: And these are the types of things that's, that, that's hurt Kenny Signs all year, with whether it's walks or hit by pitches, wild pitches. Um, you know, he just hasn't been able to kind of string it together.
1: And now Oliver Dunn steps in. Cougars back in the infield, hoping to get a double play ground ball. And the first pitch to Dunn is up high, ball one. Perone, uh, they were going to try to get him 25 30 pitches today and in hopes of maybe starting him Saturday at uh, San Francisco. Mike Littlewood out as, uh, boy, it just looks like signs is lost it here in yeah. the third inning. Coach Littlewood uh, still hasn't made the determination as uh, he and Noah Hill out on the uh, mound. Cougars leading this one uh, one to nothing, but uh, Utes. With bases loaded, nobody out. There's been a double and hit uh, two hit batters, and so Coach Littlewood with uh, a talk with signs, and now he'll return to the dugout. Prone an excellent outing last Tuesday against uh, Cal, as he held Cal uh, scoreless for several innings. Cougars uh, lost that one, uh, one to nothing in the bottom of the ninth, a walk off win for the
0: Bears.
2: See if signs can settle down here. Base is loaded. If he can just get a ground ball, get a couple outs, you know, get out of this thing with maybe a run scored would be a good sign for him.
1: Here's the 1-0 pitch. That's down low, ball two. The bullpens here are in play down both baselines, and the Cougars if the ball gets away from a bullpen here and it interrupts the ball game. 2-0 pitch, down low, ball three. With the lefty up there, Coach Littlewood I'm sure, wanted to at least get through done with Signs before bringing Perrone in, but uh, Signs really struggling with his command here after giving up the double. That pitch is over for a strike. Ball again, it gets away uh, from the McKay-Jacobson out there. Almost uh, went into fair territory right behind the uh, home uh, first-base umpire. Didn't even know it was there. 3-1 pitch. Swing and foul tip. 3-2. Kenny Sines, you just want to cheer for this kid. There's nobody that works harder, loves the game more. Working from the first-base side of the uh, rubber down there. Three balls and two strikes. And the pitch. Just a little bit low for ball four. And a run scores for the Utes. RBI for Dunn is 27th of the year.
2: Yeah, that pitch didn't look like it missed by much on the inner half of the plate to the left-hander uh, Oliver Dunn. Unfortunately for Kenny Signs with him throwing as many balls as he has and being wild usually the umpire is not going to give you that pitch
1: that's going to be it for signs we'll take a two-minute break be back with more cougar baseball action right after this on your new skin sports network well the utes have scored a run a double two hit batters and a walk here in the third tied it up 1-1 and Chandler Anderson struck out his first time up, will step in against Alex Perone. Perrone in for the Cougars. Right-handed reliever. Alex Perone. Great start against Cal last Tuesday. And that ball hit very deep. Left field. This ball is out of here. Grand Slam home run for Chandler Anderson on the first pitch what he saw from Alex Perone. That's Anderson's first home run of the year.
2: Well, credit to Chandler Anderson. Talked about uh, a four-hitter not having any home runs and comes in first pitch from Perone, and uh, put it on the berm out in left field. It was a great, you know, great piece of hitting. Credit to him. Grand slam home run, and uh, the Utes are up 5-1 here in the third.
1: Still nobody out. And Miguelis will step in. First pitch from Perrone is over for a strike. Well, Perrone came in, I'm sure, thinking fastball and looked like Anderson was thinking the same thing. And he hit it out of here. Here's the 0-1. That's off the plate. Oh, the Cougars entered the inning up 1-0, and the Utes have put five on the board. Pitches over for a strike, and the unfortunate thing is uh, three of those guys that have scored have all been either walked or hit, hit by pitches.
2: Yep. Yep, walks will kill you. Hit by pitches will kill you every time. I mean, it just usually ends up being uh, runs that come across the board against you.
1: Pitch is over for call strike three. Miguelis goes down for the second time, and that will bring uh, Foscalina, the right fielder. He'll step in. Foscalina, sophomore out of Livermore, California, batting from the right side. It's five runs, only two hits. And only one of those hits in this inning. Popped up, Steeman, shortstop, is there and he is under it and he makes the catch. Alex Perone, that's the first home run he's given up this year. He's thrown 23 innings, 2.6 earned run average, and no wins, no losses. And four of those runs will be uh, credited uh, to uh, Kenny Signs. And Wade Golden steps in. He pops it up down the left field line. Crinklin going over. And fair territory makes the play for the out. And the Utes retired here. In the third, they got five runs on one hit. No errors, nobody left. We're through 3-5-1. Utah leading BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton.
1: We are back here. Smith ballpark, 5-1. Utes leading the Cougars. Jake Brown will step in for BYU. He's taken over for uh, Kyle Dean, who struck out his first time up. With the right hander on the hill, they go with Brown, and the first pitch is up high, ball one. Well, the Cougars have scored one in the third. The Utes came back with five on a double, two hit batters, a walk, and a Grand Slam home run. Pitches over for a strike, one and one the count.
2: You know, Johnson's just been away to all these hitters. He hasn't come in once that I've seen against any hitters. So hopefully uh, BYU can make the adjustment Let's try to drive something back hard up the middle.
1: Here's the 1-1 one, one pitch to Brown. That's down low. Two balls and a strike as we are in the top of the fourth inning. Brown, Jacobson, and Hill do up. That pitch is off the plate, three and one. Utes with a four-run lead, both teams with two base hits. The Cougar error was unearned as the Utes committed a couple of errors in that third inning. Pitch to Brown up high, ball four. So Brown with a base on balls, and that will bring uh, Casey Jacobson, who has one of the Cougars' two hits to the plate. Probably the biggest crowd we've seen in uh, up in Salt Lake in a number of years.
2: Yeah, it's, it's to be really 80 help- degrees, and st- people start thinking about baseball. Yeah, it's baseball weather. It's a healthy crowd out here, and no other games to compete against in the area, at least here uh, in Salt Lake.
1: Quick throw to first base back in safely he is the runner. Dave Clawson is out in the on-deck circle, so he's going to hit for Hill as they'll bring another lefty in uh, going against Johnson. Utes have got some activity oh, starting the lefty to going the pen. around. <laughs> out in the pen, and that ball is fouled up and out of play.
2: I don't know if Coach Kindenberg is just trying to mess with the matchups here for Coach Littlewood, but... He's done it. Yeah.
1: Started a uh, left-hander, and so the Cougars had all the right-handers in. After one inning, he went to the right-hander. Now the Cougars are putting all the lefties in, and now Kinnerberg's uh, warming up a lefty. Pitches up high for a ball. A ball and a strike. Utes lost to Stanford here on uh, Saturday. They were uh, one time they were down 25 to one. Really? They got beat 25 to five oh. after getting beat 12 to one in the first game. One one pitches up. How oh, you know? New Stanford coach Mark was retired last year. We were down at that regional. It's the Cal coach that was named the new Stanford coach. They actually offered it to a Michigan coach who took the job. And a couple of days later, said, no, I, I've decided I don't want it." So they offered it to the Cal coach, who took the job. And uh, the cupboard definitely wasn't bare when he took the job. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and then Mike New, the Pacific coach, who we knew from uh, the last few years, took the Cal job. And he was—it was—I guess it was down to him and Valenzuela, who's the St. Mary's coach to get that uh, Cal job and they gave it to a new who had coached at Cal previously and uh, he's got them going in the, in the right direction so dominoes all falling all, all yeah. those coaches in the Bay Area
2: well it's probably important for those programs to hire coaches that are familiar with the area familiar with the players in the area uh, you know the admissions for the school Stanford's a really tough school to get into even with athletics Two two pitch, down low,
1: and Mike New was saying, "Well, you know, I got the job at Pacific. Was the head coach there for a couple? Never sold his home, commuted from the Bay Area out to Stockton, which is a good wow. 80, 90 miles, and and that traffic can be brutal. Yeah,
2: that's well, he he might be going against traffic because everyone else is going in. <laughs> that might be true. The Bay Area, and every, yeah. you know, but no still, one's really going inland. but yeah, that's still eighty miles. That's a long way."
1: And uh, so he didn't sell his house back in the Bay Area. Uh, head coach at Cal. Pitches fouled off.
2: Yeah, Stanford, uh, you know, it's similar to BYU in the fact that it's really tough academically, obviously. They're one of the top schools in the nation. But uh, I know for football, they actually can't even field all, all the rosters in football because they can't meet the GPA requirements to get into the school. So uh, I think their coach, David Shaw, just talks about how they – you know, run play short as far as overall roster every year.
1: Pitch to Jacobson. He goes down on strikes. Big strike out there. One man out, and Noah Hill steps in. Or Noah, uh, David Clausen steps in who will hit for Hill. So David Clausen steps in for BYU. David hitting 273 on the really surprising no home runs for Clausen, only seven RBIs. Uh, David, as a freshman,
2: he had six home runs last really year. Really showed like that. some pop. Yeah.
1: yeah, big time power. So Claussen will step in with a runner at first base, and the first pitch is down low for ball one. Clausen, uh, five home runs last year, 25 RBIs, started 31 games, played in 40 games. Uh, with bronson Larson behind the plate about half the time. Klassen was drafted in the 34th round by the Yankees coming out of high school. There's a little pop-up. Catcher coming out in front. He drops it. And the runner will go out at second base as the catcher, Shea Kramer, just unable to make the play. So Clausen at first base, and they throw Brown out at second. So Clausen on, literally on a fielder's choice. Fortunately, Kramer not uh, credited with an error there as they did get the out. And that will bring to the plate uh, Jarrett Perns. No, they're going to hit for Perns too. They're going to bring in McIntyre. So the whole left-handed contingent into the ball game.
2: Well, and, uh, again, we talked about the bullpen for Utah as a lefty up in the pen, so... I don't know how many more guys they have on the bench to flip back to the right side.
1: First pitch to Mitch is over for a strike. Two men out. Top of the fourth inning. Utes uh, leading the Cougars by a score of 5-1. to one. We are at uh, Smith Ball Park in Salt Lake City. Last uh, game between these two schools this year. You'd started off the season 0-14. Really struggled out of the gate. Here's the ball in the dirt. Knocked down by Kramer. You know, the Cougars off to a good start. One of three of four. Good Cal State Northridge team. Went over and split with Hawaii. And we're really playing good baseball. Went back to Auburn. Got swept. Were competitive in two of those three games. Auburn nationally ranked team. And then started in conference play and just got off to a Kind of a tough start, and been kind of playing 500 baseball since, but have have lost nine of their last ten. Pitch to Perns is down low for ball two. You
2: know, the last last two seasons BYU has gotten hot for a long period of time. You know, the first uh, two years ago was right at the beginning of the season. I think they won like tw- you know 20 and two or something to that effect. Then last year it was actually they started out about 500 in the first week or two. And then played a game against Utah and went off and scored like 14 runs and then just were hot the rest of the year. Unfortunately, BYU hasn't been able to, to just really get hot and get everyone hot at the same time this season and, and string, some, string some things together.
1: Well, McIntyre will step in. It's been definitely a frustrating for the coaching staff, everybody involved in the program. as uh, I think the goal this year was to get past a regional get into a super regional and uh they felt like they had the horses to get there one of their big problems this year or was uh, losing those two key pitchers in the first three weeks of the season yeah riley gates the closer going down ryan brady uh one of the uh, top uh, starters for byu went down the cougars of jordan wood has been a stud on the mound as the number one guy but Hayden Rogers has struggled. They're still kind of looking for a number three guy. You never know from week to week. And that's pretty tough as McIntyre. Rockets one. Center fielder going back, looking up. DeKirsey over his head. He lost the ball. That ball went off the wall. A run will score. And McIntyre in with a triple. DeKirsey turned around, looked up, put his arms out. And I think that ball bounced off the wall. He was fortunate that, that ball bounced right to him, or that would have been an inside-the-park yeah.
2: home run. Absolutely. I mean, it hit off the 420 sign right in center field. And, uh, you know, Kersey did what he was, what you're taught to do as an outfielder, which is run back without looking at the ball, get to a spot, then look up and find it and adjust. Well when he looked up, he, I think he just saw sunshine because he's still in the sun, lost the ball, had no clue where it was, and to your point, it, it bounced right to him. In the outfield, and he was able to get it in and keep that from being an inside the park Boy, home run. How
1: about McIntyre's uh, power there off the 420 sign? You don't see too many ballparks at 420. Yeah. And that will bring Brendan Anderson to the plate, runner at third base. Cougars can get right back into this one with a base hit here. Cougars have out hit the Utes now, 3-2. And now Mike Crawford out of the uh, dugout. After that uh, first uh, ball pitch and Crawford making his way out very slowly as Anderson, uh, the Cougar leadoff hitter. Interesting play. You know, it was funny. (laughs) He went back and he was short of the warning track. He turned around and just threw his hands out like I have no idea. Yeah. The ball bounced off the wall. and I think it hit. It bounced off the wall and bounced and hit him
2: in his backside.
1: (laughs) Or that was for sure an inside the park because McIntyre can run.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunate for BYU there and kind of unfortunate for McIntyre that he didn't hit a home run anywhere else in the ballpark. That ball's out. But he hit it to the deepest part, and fortunately the ballpark held it in.
1: Well, Crawford back to the dugout. And Anderson, who's 0 for 2 today, Flew out to left field in the first, struck out looking in the third. We'll step back in. Brennan, 25 RBIs on the year. And here is Johnson's pitch, and that's over for a strike, one and one. Daniel Sneedman in the on-deck circle. As the Cougars trying to battle back here. Three-run deficit now. Here's the 1-1. One, one. Ball fouled off into the seats down the right field side. You know, and like you say, De'Kirsey, when you when an outfielder tell a ball has really been hammered, you know, he turned around and just got back as far as he could. And like you say, he went up in the sunshine, still yeah. part of the play out there in deep, right, in deep center.
2: And maybe his initial reaction off the bat is, you know, it's going to be deep, but probably not off the wall. So he didn't get all the way to the warning track. And, uh, you know, the ball hit off the wall.
1: Here's the one, two. Anderson swings and misses, goes down on strikes for the second time in the ballgame. And the Cougars leave a runner at third base. One run, one hit, no errors. One man left. We are through three and a half, 5-2. Utes over the Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Richardson leads off for the Utes as we play the bottom of the fourth, 5-2. Utah leading BYU. Richardson, Kramer, and DeKirsey will be the hitters. Here's the 1-0. That's outside for a ball. Here's Alex Perrone's pitch. Ball hit pretty well, deep left field, but Kringland's gonna get there and make the catch for the out. Well, since it's given up the grand slam on the first pitch, Perone is, uh retired four straight Yeah.
2: Yeah, that ball by Richardson just hit right off the end of the bat. If he maybe squared it up, would've gone a little bit further for him, but yeah, Perone settling down here for BYU. Shay Kramer steps in, he got things
1: going in the pivotal third inning with a leadoff double. And then two hit batters, a walk, loaded him up, and then uh, Chandler Anderson with the home run. Pitch is uh, over for a strike, 0 and 1. Shay Kramer hitting 217 entering the contest. That check swing said he did go 0 and 2. Kramer, a freshman out of Vacaville, California. 6 2, 185 pounder. Here is Perone's 0 1 uh, 1. Hmm. Just a little off the plate.
2: It was a good try by Perone, Trying to extend the zone there. The umpires. Did that a little bit earlier in the the game for Johnson for the Utes.
1: Pitch is uh, off the plate. Two balls, two strikes. Mitch McIntyre is uh, taken over in center field for the Utes, uh, the Cougars, and of course Claussen behind the plate is swinging a miss, and quickly two men down now as Perone. No, college of Southern Idaho. Original commit to San Diego. Got down there. Couldn't, you know, whatever happened. No, Rich Hill, I'm not sure. Yeah. He left there after a semester. All right. College of Southern Idaho. Committed to Pepperdine. <clears throat> and uh, coach uh, Littlewood knew of him and uh, had talked to him. And coach uh, came off him when he knew he committed. But he actually called Littlewood and said, "Hey, I, you know." Yeah. Pepperdine's pretty expensive, and I think I want to come to BYU. So, yeah. ended up here. Here's the 0-1. Got good, good stuff. Just had one of those weird years. When you look at his overall stats, you know, good ERA of a two, 2.66. But, again, 23 innings pitch, 14 walks. Good curveball swing and a miss by Kiersey. And uh, the count now 1-2. and two. Had an outstanding outing against Cal last Tuesday. And I know Coach Littlewood would like to start him Saturday against San Francisco. He only wanted to run his pitch count up to maybe 30 in this ball game. There's a ball hit pretty well. Left fielder Kringlin never, I don't think he ever saw the ball. DeKirsey going for two. Here comes the throw, and he is safe at second base. He over-slid the bag at second by the time Anderson came up with the ball. Put the tag on to Kiersey Keir- into second base with a double.
2: Yeah, you know that's that's unfortunate. I mean, <clears throat> it probably would have been a base hit either way. But Kremlin out left field having the same problems that the infielders had earlier, and I think left field left fielder for Utah earlier just lost it right in the sun. That sun's still um, in the eyes of the left fielders right now. So tough play, and he had to wait till he could spot it. And with Kersey being a great athlete, a great runner, was able to be aggressive and. Uh, you know, pick a double up out of it. You know,
1: and Kiersey off the bat saw Kringland was struggling. Yeah. So he was He was two rounded all second. He
2: was rounded first the whole way, yeah.
1: Two men out. And Riker Tom steps in. Popped up. Should be playable. Shallow center field. In comes McIntyre. He's there, makes a catch for the out. And the Utes are retired here in the fourth. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We're through four now. Five-two Utes over the Cougars on your New Skin BYU Sports Network.
2: Hey, Cougar fans, this is outfielder Brock Hale. You're listening to BYU Baseball on New Skin BYU Sports Network.
1: Daniel Sneeman will step in for BYU and go to the fifth. Cougars down 5-2. Sneeman walked in the first, grounded out in the third inning. Johnson still on the hill for the Utes. First pitch is up high. Ball one. Johnson seems to have the Cougars' uh, number as he's only thrown four innings this year. I think most of those were against BYU. An ERA of seven, but the Cougars have just been unable to figure him out. As he came in, started the second inning, and now working in his uh, fourth inning.
2: Yeah, credit to Johnson. He's not overpowering. He's thrown about 88 to 90 and has a slider. Um, but he's just been keeping the ball down and away, both lefties and righties, and BYU just hasn't been able to uh, put anything together against him.
1: First pitch to Steeman is fouled out of play. Ball and two strikes to the Cougar shortstop. Sneeman uh, steps in and here's the pitch and fouls it straight back. Daniel Sneeman trying to get things started off here in the fifth inning. Cougars down by three. Both teams with three hits. And the Utes on uh, at the Grand Slam home run has been the difference in this ball game. A couple of hit batters, a walk, a double, and then the Grand Slam off uh, Perone. Sun almost out of everybody's way now. Left fielder still dealing with it a little bit. But. It's played a part in this uh, ball game. Sneeman fouls it off. Two balls, two strikes, the count.
2: Daniel battling up there, fouling some pitches off here.
1: Coors heading down to Benedetti by, uh, Diamond. Uh, and you've, Have you seen that, Cameron? Did you play yeah, down there?
2: Yeah, I played down there. I haven't seen it since it's been refurbished, oh, yeah. but... Definitely a unique setting. Nice.
1: Sneeman, base hit, right field. Well, Sneeman leads off the fifth inning for BYU with a solid single.
2: That's a good at bat by Sneeman. You know, battling off probably five, six pitches there and taking a fastball. looked like it was up and in a little bit and shortening up and just driving it to right field for a base hit.
1: Rock Hale steps in. Yeah, Benedetti Diamond, one of the most unique. I've been to a lot of diamonds in 27 years, but yeah. probably the most unique ballpark I've ever seen right in the heart of San Francisco they've got the uh, the driving range netting all yeah. the way around so a ball just, cannot get
2: out it's just on a corner block in San Francisco yeah, right surrounded in the middle by of San houses Francisco, yeah yeah and there's no there's really no stands in the outfield there's you know well the, know the if old ballpark it. yeah did they expand <laughs> did they put some stands in the outfield with a new one the old
1: ballpark No. It was bleachers. The old one was just two bleachers. Yeah, no. no, Maybe
2: enough for like 20 people. I think there's actually
1: less stands now. Oh, okay. But the old ballpark, uh, home plate was what? Uh, The backstop was maybe eight feet from home plate, remember? (laughs) It felt like it was less than that. So defensively, defensively, here's the pitch is over, call strike two, 0 2 to Hale. The first and third baseman, the primary responsibility on a wild pitch. Yeah. Was to come hard because you never knew where that yeah. ball was going to come off that brick embankment behind home plate. The catcher had no chance.
2: Yeah, I just remember being on deck. The on deck circle was like ten feet from home plate. Well,
1: and if you're <coughs> coaching first base, you're shaking hands with the guys in the dugout.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and, a, I,
1: and I did my the, my games off on the yeah. third base dugout. That's where the little on like press a table or yeah. something
2: over there, right? I was fearing I for there was my life. Was there a press box?
1: Is no, I was fearing, fearing for my life. A, a line shot, you know, over the yeah. dugout could have taken me down.
2: Cool thing is the dorms are right there, and so you a well, lot of a lot best, of the students watch the game yeah, from the dorms. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: Ball and two strikes. As the Cougars trying to battle their way back, Hale fouls it off. Yeah, you from, know the the ballpark. If you take Smith Ballpark, it was. The ballpark used to face; it used to be in the southwest corner yeah. and face out. Now they've switched it. Now it's in the southeast corner facing. So they just turned the ballpark so, around.
2: So they put home plate where left field used yes, to be. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's interesting. Is the is the wind blow in then there?
1: The wind blows in a little bit, but you just never know as Hale fouls another yeah. one off. And then the best part is the press box is now again home plate is about twelve feet from the. From the um, backstop, but the press box is actually below ground, oh, interesting. right behind the umpire. So I'm not kidding you. The last, I was there two years ago, and the umpire literally maybe six, eight feet away from you. Really? Broadcast the ball game.
2: Wow. That's kind of unique. So
1: I made a couple of comments about a couple of calls. <laughs> Did, <the umpire. laughs>
2: Did he turn around? Oh, yeah.
1: He turned around and looked at me. <laughs> wow.
2: Because he can hear you talking. Oh, right. yeah.
1: It's fantastic. Pitch is up a little bit high, 2-2. Two two.
2: Yeah, it's but always fun going to those kind of ballparks. That's the great thing about playing in college is you get to see all these different ballparks, different campuses, you know, around the country. Uh, San Francisco is definitely, you know, probably the most unique ballpark that I played in, um, you know, in college for sure. Yeah,
1: two balls, two strikes to count to Brock Hale. Runner at first base, 5-2 Utes leading. And here's the pitch. Hale fouls another one off. Well, and then there's, you know, the the fences are so close that they have to put a yellow ribbon about halfway up this 80-foot net.
2: Right. And to to be
1: an umpire in that ballpark to call a home run would be next to impossible. I'll bet. So, I mean, if you get a chance, if you want to come to a Cougar game, well, this weekend, you better get your tickets. Right. But that's one ballpark that you've got to see to believe. Two and two the count. Hale swings and misses at an off speed. And Johnson, a big strikeout right there at Brock Hale. One man out.
2: I I just remember the pitcher feeling like he was right on top of the – I mean, I felt like he was standing one foot in front of me throwing fastballs just because everything is so condensed and pushed in that – I felt like he was so close to me,
1: and it, and it felt like the pop of the bat, pop of the mitt. I mean, it felt yeah. like it was one hundred and five. Yeah. And they've they've had some good players. Yeah, they've they had have several first round draft choices. Benedetti ball time, and we'll be down there in in a couple of days. First pitch to Kringland down low ball one.
2: If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Wilt Chamberlain went there for basketball. Didn't he, he he did yes. Oh.
1: Just a cool little quaint gymnasium. I mean, yeah. almost like a high school type gym. Yeah. Right next to the...
2: Right That's next how to a the, lot of the West Coast Conference oh, basketball yeah. gyms are. Most of them are. Pa- Pepperdine's like that. I grew up going to Pepperdine games. It's, you know, 2,000 people you can fit in there.
1: Portland, all, all of them are just, just about like that. Kringland fouls the pitch off. One ball, one strike. So tune in and uh, we'll try to keep the umpire... You know, straight with his ball strike calls. I, I guess he could throw me out of the game, but he could. I'll, I'll be careful. You know, don't say anything. You know, <laughs> but it was so funny. He'd look over his shoulder at me.
2: <laughs> it's that's unique to be that close to the umpire when you're broadcasting a game.
1: One ball, one strike. Here's the pitch, way outside. Gets away from the catcher. Runner advances. Wild pitch from Johnson. And uh, Schneeman up to second base, and they they have put some permanent seating in, but only like a couple of rows. But then they have some berms, oh, where course. they force, unless you have a reserve seat, you are you are You're literally on forced on the berm.
2: That's pretty funny. Yeah, you would ne- driving up to it, you'd never expect a baseball field to just show up right there because yeah. it's just. And the,
1: and the worst part is the parking. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I know of people who have had their cars towed, pitches up high, ball three. Well, it's San Francisco and, parking, right? Yeah, and uh, it's just impossible. So yeah. Uber. my most <laughs> valuable thing is getting a parking pass. They have a little underground parking stall, about 20 stalls, and I've been able to talk their SID into parking. I haven't nice. been able to do it yet this year. Okay. I, I'm, I'm hoping that that can happen. Three balls and a strike. To Kringlin. Fouls it off. Yeah. Well, On be- there, the first time I went down there was back when it was the old Diamond, and I just thought it was a joke. Yeah. But the more I've gone there, and now that they've renovated it and made it, you know, it's just, it's just unbelievable. It's just a cool place to go.
2: Right. Yeah, San Francisco has, they have parking now where they have stalls that they go up and automatically go up and create more spaces yeah. because parking's so limited in the city.
1: Parking in the air.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Three and two. And here is Johnson's pitch inside ball four. So Kringlin walks. Cougars have the runners at first and second, and that will bring Favero up.
2: Well, this would be a good time for Nate's first home run of the year right here.
1: It would be. Tie it up. Good conditions now. One yeah. blowing out. Varro hit one to the wall his first time up.
2: And the ball does jump out to right here. It kind of curls around. It's about 315 down down right field line. Um, so it's definitely favorable for a left-handed hitter.
1: Yeah, you pull one here down the line to keep it fair, and you can get it out of here in a hurry.
2: Yeah, it's so favorable that I hit a home run here in college, so that's telling you wow. something. If I, you know, if I can get one out here, then anyone can. You could still do it. <laughs> I don't think you can so. You get up there tonight and do it. No.
1: <laughs> one man out. And Johnson's pitch to Favero is uh, popped up.
2: Might be some trouble.
1: Yeah, out into center field. Kiersey coming Ooh. in, makes the play just in front of the second baseman. And uh, Sneeman almost got doubled up. I think Sneeman thought Bob, that ball was going to drop. Boy, yeah. both those infielders really, uh, they really didn't do a good job of going out. Yeah. And Kiersey uh, kind I mean, of bailed
2: him out. It's a good job by Kersey, uh, you know, staying with that and coming all the way in to get it. I could tell right was hit, the shortstop almost wanted no part of yeah. it. He, he was <laughs> <coughs> he was trying to basically show that he didn't he wasn't close to it. But, you know, Schneeman was really close to second base. Almost looked like he was out. I mean, so he didn't, he didn't I think he was expecting it to drop. Maybe he didn't realize how far off he was. But as that ball is getting closer to the, the fender, the, the fielder, that's going to catch it, you have to be really close a second because of how close the ball was a second. Kiersey
1: almost a bat ba- <clears throat> literally a basket catch right there to make the play. Quick throw back behind Schneeman. And Daniel get back in safely. Two men out, two men on, and Jake Brown, the hitter. Brown, a big swing and a miss, 0-1. Well, I'm
2: thinking Johnson here maybe has earned himself some more innings this year.
1: I agree, Jake Brown uh, this year. Hitting two 12s, had uh, 33 at-bats coming into the ball game. Uh, A couple of doubles, seven hits as brown will step back in pitch is inside brown walked his first time up in the game ball and a strike to brown And here is Johnson's pitch. Jake Brown, kind of a check swing went around. Johnson's got something going on out there because uh, he's uh, he's fooling the
2: Cougars with a lot of pitches. He's been majority fastball pitcher the whole night. He's mixed in a few sliders.
1: One and two, Brown goes down on strikes. (laughs) Cougars with an opportunity here, unable to come up with anything. No runs, one hit, no errors. Two big runners left. We are through four and a half, five two, Utes leading the Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Go to the bottom of the fifth. Utes leading five two. Utes will send up Oliver Dunn, 3, 4, and 5 in the lineup. Dunn uh, has been hit by a pitch, and he's walked. First pitch is over for a strike. Dunn uh, walked with bases loaded, picked up an RBI his last time up before next pitch uh, Chandler Anderson hit a towering grand slam home run over the uh, left field wall. Another the curveball, another strike, 0 2. The 0-2 pitch from Alex Perrone. Strike spot. three call. Came back with another breaking pitch. Looked like a slider on the inside corner.
2: One man out. Yeah, it was a great spot by Perrone there. Going right under the hands and freezing the uh, number three hitter all over Dunn. Getting the first out with a strikeout.
1: Now Chandler Anderson steps in, struck out his first time, and then grand slam on the first pitch he saw from Perone. back in the third, and that's the difference in his ballgame. Chandler Anderson out of Park City, uh junior. 6'3", 205-pounder, and now the 1-0 pitch is outside. Hasn't shown him that fastball in this at-bat.
2: Perone's pitch outside, ball three. You know, Chandler Anderson's a big kid. Uh, He's had 159 at-bats, excuse me, 135 at-bats coming in here. I think he probably would have mixed in a home run at some point, and unfortunately he did it against BYU for his first one of the year.
1: Pitch inside, so on four straight pitches, a walk, and that'll bring uh, Miguelis to the plate. So Anderson walks. McGillis steps in. He struck out twice in the game. He is 0 for 2. One man out. McGillis batting from the left side. And a quick throw to first base, and Anderson back in safely. Anderson, five steals this year, hasn't been thrown out. Coach Littlewood was talking about using Perone as a Saturday starter against San Francisco. He wanted to get him a little bit of work tonight. He had talked about 30 pitches, and uh, he's getting close to that mark, but there's nobody in the pen. Miguel is a J.C. transfer out of Tucson. Steps in. And the pitch. That ball is fouled off. No balls on a strike. Another throw to first, and uh, Anderson uh, back in safely. Utes have a left-hander that's uh, been off and on throwing, and he's back out there throwing right now. Looks like uh, number 13 for Utah. That is uh, Kyle Robino. And Here's the 0-1. Ball hit out toward Anderson. This could be two on to second for one. The return to first in time for the double play. And the Utah retired here in the bottom of the fifth,
0: 4-6-3.
1: We're through five complete, 5-2 Utah leading BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now, let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton.
1: We'll go to the sixth inning, 5-2. Cougars have had some chances, uh, Cameron, kind of It's kind of the same song, second verse. I mean, just unable. They get guys on base, and their bats just go silent. We've seen it three innings here tonight.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, they're really not able to string anything together in consecutive at bats. You know, maybe they'll get a walk, a base hit, or an error or something like that, but they really just can't break through. Um, And and the the games that I've seen this year, they really haven't been able to put those things together in any game. Um, In years past, it's been... As soon as someone gets hot, it's just everybody starts picking up on it and it feeds to the next batter. Um, So far this year, from what I've seen, they just really haven't been able to build on that. So, you know, it's not too late. Still have a few more innings here. See if uh, Casey Jacobson can get it started for him.
1: Jacobson steps in. First pitch is up a little bit high to the Cougar third baseman. Casey singled his first time up in the ball game. And struck out in the fourth. He is a one for two today. U- Cougars with four hits. Utes just with three hits. Pitches outside. Two and all the count. Lefty now for the Utes and uh, pitching is uh, Kyle Robenau. He is a junior out of Rancho Cucamonga by way of Orange Coast College. So a J.C. transfer pitching his first year for Utah. And here's the pitch. 2-0 pitch down low ball 3.
2: Brent, we talked about it before, but it's always fun to see where all these these guys come from to come, you know, play the University of Utah or BYU and, or you'll play, you know, a team in Alabama, but they'll have a couple kids from California somehow find their way out there. It just goes to show that there's a a place for anyone if you're a decent baseball player, you can find somewhere to play. And this is just Division 1 programs. There's Three divisions, NIA, I mean, there's so many baseball teams out there. Uh, it's similar to, to NCAA basketball. But, uh, you know, if you can play, someone will find you and someone will give you a, sh- a shot.
1: robin almost had a pretty good year. This will be his seventh appearance, 3.54 earned run average. In 20 innings, has 19 strikeouts, 9 walks. He's given up four home runs this year, most on the staff. In uh, limited innings, 20 innings. And David Klaassen steps to the plate with Jacobson at first base. And the first pitch to David is over for a strike. Klaassen popped up. Dropped by the catcher his first time up and uh, was on in the fielder's choice as they got the lead runner at second base on the pop-out. 0-1-1. And here's Robineau's pitch. That's a curveball. It's outside. A ball and a strike. So Johnson for the Utes uh, came in, did a good job in relief. And now a 1-1 count on David Lawson. Lawson fouls this one over near the Cougar uh, dugout. And, you know, Cameron, uh, as we've talked in the past, baseball is such a mental game, a a game of failure, really. Yeah. Uh, You know, you succeed 30% of the time and you're considered a success. But when you're not succeeding, when the team is not succeeding, then the pressure mounts even more where you try to do too much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you... You try to hit a home run every time. You're swinging at pitches you normally wouldn't, and you're taking and,
2: pitches you normally would swing right. at, right? And,
1: and you know we're seeing that this year from this team. There's a pitch in the dirt, two and two the count, and you know you've been on teams that get on a little bit of a slide going backwards, yeah. and boy, it just builds and builds and builds until you can kind of break out of it.
2: Yeah, you know, it, to your point, it's it's a mental game. It's a, in college. It's a long season. It's a big adjustment from high school to college. Um, and you put a lot of pressure on yourself you're thinking about you know you want to you want to keep getting playing time for your current team you want to keep playing well so you can get exposed for the draft maybe if you want to play at the next level Um, so there's there's a lot of pressure and then on top of that you're coming off of a a regional birth that you haven't had in 20 years last year and you're thinking great we're going to take that and take it to the next level and then things just don't come together like you expect and all of a sudden everyone's kind of pressing, right? Because there's just these really high expectations. So, um, you know, that's what comes along with this kind of stuff is you win and you have higher expectations, and guys have to get used to that. Three and
1: two. Here's the pitch. Claussen skies one. Right fielder coming over near the line. He will get there, and he'll make the catch for the out. So Claussen uh, flies out. And the Cougars really had a target on their back. They were picked number one in the conference. Coming off a regional, as you would mentioned, a lot of guys coming back. But, boy, when it kind of started to turn south, you know, you'll have normally one or two guys in a bit of a slump, you know, at any one time. Yeah. Seemed like the Cougars had five, six, seven guys that were battling and, uh, you know, just weren't living up to their expectation.
2: Yeah, it's tough. Sometimes there's no rhyme or reason for it. Sometimes there's a million reasons why each guy is getting impacted differently. Um, and sometimes all those things come together and just happen at one time um, whether it's injuries to pitchers whether it's guys now hitting in a different part of the lineup and last year they were 7th now they're 2nd and there's more expectations on them and they're seeing different pitches and there's a lot of reasons but to your point I mean, baseball you, you, you fail 7 out of 10 times and that's successful um, and it, it's, tough, it's tough to adjust to when you're used to hitting 350 and the next year you come out hitting 250 that's really tough to overcome mentally
1: there's a little looper. That ball's going to drop into right field. Jacobson uh, held at second base. He looked He looked at Coach Littlewood there. I think he was thinking of going, probably made the right choice. Yeah. Down three runs. It would have been a bang, bang play at third base with a good throw. So Cougars with runners at first and second. Now top of the order back up. Brendan Anderson, he's 0 for 3, a flyout and two strikeouts in the ballgame.
2: Yeah, McIntyre's been swinging the bat pretty well today. has the ball hit off the – came in as a substitute um, after the first at-bat by Jarrett Perns. Hit a ball off the wall and then has a single here um, for two hits today. And Cougars, again, we've seen this first and second, runs in scoring position. We'll see if Brandon Anderson can uh, come through here with a a base hit.
1: Anderson steps in. And here is Robineau, the lefty's first pitch to Brendan. That ball in the dirt
2: for ball one. Yeah, you kind of mentioned it too. You start pressing, you start trying to do too much. And this kind of scenario here for Brendan Anderson, I think he has two strikeouts today, a flyout. Really what he needs to do is just try to do something simple. Let the ball get deep, hit the ball hard up the middle. A simple approach. When you start pressing, you start trying to do too much. So i got to make up for those other at-bats, or i got to make up for the fact that we haven't tied the game yet or whatever the case is. But he going to do something simple and drive the ball up the middle.
1: One ball pitch, a ball line shot right at the second baseman. He'll make the play for the out. So two men out. Nobody doubled up on the play. A little soft looper out to Oliver Dunn. And that will bring to the plate uh, Schneeman again.
2: But you know what? That's the right approach from Brennan. He hit a little bit off the end of the bat, soft liner to second baseman, but that's what you want to see is you want to see just working back up the middle and making things happen. That's where the most space is out in the infield. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes those things don't work out, but it's the right approach, and, uh, you know, he should be pretty happy with that at bat.
1: Two men out. Sneeman steps in. And the first part's to Daniel. Popped up. Playable Cougars again. Guys on base, unable to drive people in as the Cougars are retired here. In the sixth, no runs, one hit, no errors. Again, two runners left on base. The Cougars have left at least one guy on base in every inning of this ballgame. Utes lead 5-2 on your new BYU Sports Network. Bottom of the sixth, Hughes leading five to two. First pitch to Dominic Foscalina is over for a strike. Brown still on the hill for the Cougars as we uh, go to the play the bottom half of the sixth. There's a line shot, base hit down in the right field corner. That's going to be picked up by Brock Hill, and that will be a double by Foscalina. to lead off the inning, and that will bring uh, Wade Golden to the plate. Golden has walked and flown out. Golden the first baseman for the Utes. Uh, Perron now at 32 pitches in the Saudi. Now the Cougars are going to go down and get uh, somebody starting to warm. As the Cougars' third baseman Jacobson about even with the bag. And the first pitch is down low, ball one. Not out of the... Wouldn't uh, be too surprised if Golden tried to lay a bunt down here to move that runner to third base. One and all the count.
2: Well, it's interesting, uh, Nate Favaro's playing way back, so if he if put true. the ball down first baseline a little bit, he might have a chance for a base hit.
1: Here's the one ball pitch, and that is down low ball two. Got a pitcher out uh, starting to stretch. I think that's Jake Sudreth, I believe. I haven't seen Suddra throw for a couple of weeks. Here's the two-ball pitch. That's down low for ball three. No, that's actually Burrup, the lefty, beginning to throw. Here's a 3-0. Down low, ball four, so a double and a walk. And that will bring Richardson, the uh, Utah shortstop, up. Richardson, the freshman out of San Diego. Will come to the plate. pitch down low ball one showed bunt. prone uh, just unable to throw a strike
2: and this is a pitcher you know you know that the guy's sacrificing you're going to give himself up you need to throw a strike and let him bunt the ball and hopefully he bunts it you know back to you or hard to a someone crashing in but the last thing you want to do here is walk this batter this guy's giving himself up for an out
1: here's the 1-0 down low again throw back behind the runner at second base and He's back in safely. Same situation. Yeah. Utes were in earlier in the ball game and a pass ball moved the runners into scoring position. Right. So Perone, you're right. He's got to throw a strike here.
2: You don't want to be too careful with it. I mean I mean, you, you know you're generally trying to throw on the corners or on the block, but in this scenario you just need to throw it down the middle, let him bunt it. See what happens. Get it out. Jacobson
1: and Favero both up on the grass. Two and all the count. And here is Alex Perone's uh, pitch. That pitch is bunted foul down the third baseline. And the count uh, now goes to two and one. Butch leading 5 2. The Cougars' offense, the way it is, they, they can ill afford to give up any more runs. Yep. Richardson steps back in, two balls and a strike. And here's the pitch. Just off the outer edge, three and one. Burrup has been uh, down throwing. I'm sure he's ready. As Richardson, a long look down at his third base coach. Can't imagine why the bunt would be off here. And here's a 3-1 pitch. Up a little bit high, ball four. Perone looks in, puts his arms out like, where was that pitch?
2: Yeah, I mean, the ball looked a little up there. Uh, I don't know if it was, but it looked a little elevated.
1: That'll bring Shea Kramer to the plate. Kramer batting from the right side. As the youth scored all five of the runs in the third inning. The man was walked in with bases loaded in the grand slam off the bat of uh, Chandler Anderson. Kramer, the number nine hitter in the order, and he pops it up. Should be deep enough. Uh, Kringlin in left field will make the catch. Here comes the runner, and he'll score. So the sack fly drives in Roscalina lead this one by a score of 6-2. to 14th RBI by Kramer.
2: Yeah, Kramer did what he was supposed to do there. Elevate a ball, get a ball elevated and hit it in the outfield and get the guy in, at the very least. Uh, he did what he was supposed to do. So sacrifice fly, and one out now, and the Utes are up 6-2. Coach Littlewood out. We're going to have Burrup come in. We'll take a
1: two-minute break. Be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. First and second base, Deshaun Kiersey will step in. Utes have scored one here in the bottom of the sixth to take a 6-2 lead. Bo Burrup on the hill, and Kiersey steps in. First pitch is outside ball one. Kiersey struck out in the first, was hit by a pitch in the third and scored, and doubled in the fourth. Really, one of the top players in the conference. This kid is a player. I don't think he'll be playing for the Utes next year. I think yeah, he will be drafted and on to
2: I think pro we, baseball. I think we talked about this last year, but how does a kid like this get out of San Diego yeah, or at California? Um, and, you know, maybe he wanted to really come to Utah. But, again, there's so many diamonds in the rough. We talked about in the past, you know, Matt Carson, you know, Ryan Chambers, guys from, like, Ukipa and some smaller areas that maybe aren't hot bets for baseball or aren't as well scouted.
1: Um, 2-0 pitch, line drive right at Kringlin. He goes back, makes the catch for the out. So, Kiersey right there, you just see that uh, that talent, how yeah. hard he hit that ball the opposite way.
2: I, I thought that ball was going to get over his head. The line drive opposite field, um, that was a great piece of hitting. Yeah, he's a big kid, 6'2", yeah. 190. He can run. Runs well. He can hit. Yeah, he's going to be a good player. The yeah, next Yeah, he all. is
1: going to be a good player three-year starter here for the Utes.
2: Yeah. I agree with you. The first time I saw him his freshman year, I thought, how did he get out of California? Yeah. I didn't know if it was one of those scenarios we talked about where a guy committed and decommitted and he found his way up to Utah, but I mean, he's a great player.
1: First pitch grounded down to the third baseman, Jacobson. He's got it. Steps on the bag for the out. And the Utes are retired. They got one run on one hit. No errors. Two runners left. We're through six. 6-2 6-2 Utah over BYU on your NewSkin BYU Sports Network.
2: What's up, Cougar Nation? This is uh, Keaton Kringlin, outfielder on the BYU baseball team, and you are listening to the NewSkin BYU Sports Network. Go Cougars.
1: Brock Hale steps in, flies one down the right field line. Right fielder comes in and makes the play, so Brock... Uh, Flies out on the first pitch here in the uh, seventh inning, and that will bring Kringland to the plate. Well, the hitting woes continue here in Salt Lake. Uh, Cougars with five uh, hits, two runs. They've left nine men on base here through the first six innings. And This is just kind of a blueprint of what ha- what's happened this year. Pitch is over for a strike, 0-1-1. Cougars will play San Francisco this weekend and then on to Stanford Tuesday afternoon. That's a, a 1 o'clock Pacific time game. We'll have all the ga- uh, games for you right here on your BYU radio network. And then Cougars... Uh, return home on Tuesday night after the Stanford game and get ready for Pacific, and that'll be their final three games of the season unless they can win six in a row and have uh, some other teams lose and sneak their way into the conference tournament, which is uh, highly unlikely. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That's over for a strike. Another action this weekend. Uh, LMU is visiting Santa Clara. Pepperdine at St. Mary's. Uh, Gonzaga does not uh, play. They play uh, New Mexico State in non-conference non, uh, action. And San Diego visits Portland. Ball and two strikes to Keaton Kringland. Pitch to Keaton's outside for a ball. Cameron, uh, executive with the Utah Jazz and sales, and I'll tell you they've had quite a run. Great job by the Jazz this year, and I guess part of your sales job is here at the ballpark too. Correct?
2: Yeah, yeah. During the summertime, our team sells uh, all the luxury suites up here for uh, the bees games. It's a fun time. Bring the kids out and enjoy a baseball game for and watch some guys that have maybe played in the big leagues or are on their way up to the big league. So. Truly really good environment, firework nights. Uh, it's a great place to be during the summertime.
1: Three balls, two strikes. Pitch to Kringlin. He swings and misses, goes down. Looked like a straight change right there. Kringlin swung right through it, two men out. And that will bring uh, Favero to the plate.
2: Yeah, I, I told you right before you asked me if I want to know anything about the Jazz game, and I said, no, I'm recording it, and I'll go home and uh, watch it like I'm watching it live. But Jazz have had a great season, and to see uh, what happened last summer to where they are now, and it's an incredible run, and they have a uh, good foundation for the future.
1: That's great for you, right?
2: Yeah, it's great Great for me.
1: <laughs> Finding guys buying tickets everywhere now, Yeah, right?
2: Everyone has Donovan fever. <laughs> We all do, you know. Yeah. So it's great.
1: No balls in a strike to Favero as he took the first pitch on the outside corner. Colby Kelton is on the on deck circle. Uh, he came in and uh, last week and had a couple of hits, a couple of RBIs against St. Mary's, only his third at bat of the year. Curveball over for a call, strike two to Favero.
2: See what what I've noticed here, Brent, I feel like the BYU hitters are getting in counts 1-2-0-2 two, oh, two quickly. Um, you know, they're not being aggressive. They're not looking to swing at that first pitch strike and make the pitcher feel like he has to be defensive in how he's throwing his pitch. I mean, they're getting down in the count early almost every at-bat.
1: 0-2 oh, checked his swing. And the count now a ball and two strikes. Making adjustments, right? In-game adjustments.
2: Yeah, but I think your approach has to come out and say, I'm gonna, first pitch fastball is going to be there, I'm going to hit it. You know, first pitch of the game, first pitch of my at-bat. I'm not just going to take a pitch because it's my first pitch. I'm going to go up there looking to swing at it because it's going to be a good pitch to hit. Then he has to come back next at-bat and say, wow, last time he swung first pitch, I need to be a little more careful here. And that's, you know, how you start dictating your at-bats.
1: One-two pitch high and tight. Two balls and two strikes.
2: You know, when I was with uh, the Texas Rangers back during the Moneyball era and it was all about on base percentage seeing a lot of pitches and all that and we had someone from the a's that came over and was running the the texas rangers at the time and that's what they wanted to do see pitches take that pitch what happened is you're in 0-2 counts two two counts maybe you get a lot of walks but you strike out you know 90 times in a season then once they kind of left and we got a new regime in there it was all about hey do whatever you need to do i started being aggressive and it changed the whole mindset
1: 2-2 pitch, Ooh. line shot right at the shortstop. Richardson makes the catch. Hoover's retired in order here in the seventh. Six and a half, 6-2 Utes over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. <laughs> Bottom of the seventh, Bo Burr up on the hill, and the first pitch is over for a call strike to Oliver Dunn. Utes with five in the third, one in the sixth. They lead six to two. Cougars got one in the third, one in the fourth.
2: Utes only four base hits. Yeah, Grand slam helps out, it out quite a bit.
1: Pitches outside two and one in the grand slam. Uh, there were two hit batters, a walk in the inning, a double in the inning, and then the grand slam. So pretty tough when four of the runs come in. We're or, or either a hit batter or a walk. There's a ball fouled back into the screen.
2: And the count goes to 2-2. Two and two. Well, Brent, you were talking about the lights earlier. Now LEDs here at Smith's Ballpark. And while they were extremely expensive to put in, it's, it's saving Smith's Ballpark and the Larry H. Miller company a significant amount of money.
1: Swing and a miss. Strike three. Gun goes down.
2: Uh, the LEDs just save so much money and um, energy costs versus the old ones. And the luxury is that when you turn them on, they get hot quick. I mean, it, the old lights, you just have to wait 15, 20 minutes for them to really, you know, have an effect on the field. With the LEDs, they go on right away, and they're bright in a matter of like one, one the, two minutes. the
1: state involved in that? Didn't yeah. they fund part the, of that? The, the city did, because the, the city actually
2: city. owns... Uh, part of the ballpark. Oh, they okay. own 50% of it, actually.
1: Ground ball right at Sneeman. Uh, Daniel's got it on a couple of hops. He'll throw him out, two men down.
2: So it's interesting. Sometimes when there's, you know, a light issue or a maintenance issue, it's like whose issue is it, and they all point fingers at each other, whether it's the Larry H. Miller Company or the city trying to take care of it. But it always gets taken care of. They do a great job. But uh, Well, and there's, there's no a, better there's partnership light there. oh, yeah. To, to play in. Yeah.
1: You never played in these, but they've got these at Stanford. They've got them at Auburn, and they are phenomenal.
2: Yeah, I bet it's just so much easier to see the ball.
1: It is absolutely phenomenal. Here's the first pitch. In fact, it was interesting. We were sitting at Stanford last year, the first day of the regional. I was sitting with Coach Littlewood in the crowd, uh, watching uh, Sac State, and uh, Long Beach, I believe, was playing. And uh, I said, have you noticed the lights? Yeah. And he says, and he looked up, he says, I didn't even notice them. But they've got a hood on them. Yeah. So as far as neighborhoods, yep. I mean, you can't even tell. You know, I, I, I want to drive away tonight, get out on the freeway and look. You can't even tell that the lights are on. Right. Yeah. They are absolutely incredible. But, the, the, you know, upfront cost is a lot. But I know they, they do save a lot of money. There's a looper right at Kringland. He'll make the catch, and the Utes retired in order here in the 7th uh, inning. We're through seven, six-two. Utes leading the Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton.
1: New pitcher for the Utes, uh, number 33, Jacob Rebar, into the ballgame. Rebar will come in, 8.72 earned run average, no wins, two losses. This will be his 17th appearance. So 32 innings. Has given up 44 hits, 35 runs, so he's given up more than a run an inning. Rebar, big kid out there, will take the hill here in the eighth inning. Cougars down by 4 six two. Casey Jacobson will step in against him. No, I mean Kobe Kelton will step in. Jacobson is on deck. Kobe Kelton, young man of uh, Round Rock, Texas, got a chance in game two at St. Mary's, uh, doubled in a, two runs, and then next time up he singled. Kelton uh, played infield most of his time in high school, and they're trying to get him as an outfielder in the coming years. Very gifted athletically, runs very well. Here's the one ball pitch to Kelton. That is over for a strike. Kobe Kelton, uh, seven at bats, three hits. Two of his hits have been doubles, and as as we've mentioned, a couple of RBIs. And here is the one-one pitch. Kelton fouls one off down the right field line. Absolutely perfect night for baseball yeah. here. It's
2: supposed to be about seventy-eight all week. It's downtown going to be gorgeous. Salt
1: Lake, yeah, great time of year. Hopefully we've got the same stuff for uh, the Cougars down in the Bay Area. It's really nice, really warm at St. Mary's last weekend. That Friday game, very toasty. Here's the 1-2. Two. Outside, two balls, two strikes. Cougars will fly out tomorrow. Uh, stay down right in the wharf area. Uh, get ready to do battle with uh, San Francisco. San Francisco 25 wins, 23 losses on the year and Kelton hits his ball. A shortstop Richardson's got it. Throws the first in time for the out. Ball kind of came off the mound funny and Richardson kind of had to reach back but made the play for out number one.
2: And it looks like Kelton had a little trouble getting out of the box there. Got tied up a little bit and and that affect him getting down the line.
1: Casey Jacobson is one for three, singled in the second, struck out in the fourth, one for two actually, and walked in the sixth. And here is Jacob Rebar's first pitch. That's a line drive, and that is into center field. So Jacobson's second hit. Going to throw behind Jacobson into the first base bag by Kiersey.
2: Yeah, Jake's in two for three today. Both of his singles have been to center or to short, kind of right center field. So he's had really good approaches. I think they were both against lefties. So it's, it's the approach you need to take, just not trying to do too much. Um, I think I felt like last year the approaches from everybody was very consistent. It was hard up the middle. Obviously we had some power too, but in those in-between hits where we're not hitting home runs, it was hard up the middle all season. And um, I, just, I just haven't seen that here in the few games that I've been to this year.
1: David Lawson steps in. First pitch is over for a strike. Claussen was on by way of a fielder's choice and came in to score on the triple off the bat of Perns. He is 0 for 2 today. Flew out to right field his last time up. One man out, one man on. And the pitch to Clawson is fouled at the plate, 0-2. David Clawson came into the ballgame hitting at uh, 273. Eight doubles, a triple, seven RBIs. As David will step back in. No balls and two strikes, the count. And here's the pitch way outside for a ball. Mitch McIntyre is on deck for BYU. As Rebar walks and fires, and that ball's fouled up and out of play. We talked about the Utes working on getting a field up on campus. Uh, they've got a piece of property that's not the ideal size. It would be a very short porch. And they're battling with some zoning issues, some of the right. neighborhoods up there.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I've heard some of the neighbors aren't um – in favor so much of having a field around them, and we talked about the LEDs. You know, if they do something like that, then you wouldn't really see any light surrounding the, the neighborhood.
1: Here's the throw to first base, and uh, Jacobson back in safely. Well, maybe we ought to take these LEDs down to Pepperdine and show the neighbors yeah. what it could really be like. I don't think it would do any good.
2: Yeah, you know they uh, <laughs> they've battled <laughs> Pepperdine here. Gotta remember, for years. Cameron
1: Coughlin is from Malibu, so yeah, he, he knows what I'm talking about. Here's the one-two. Lawson swings and misses, goes down on strikes for out number two,
2: and that will bring uh, McIntyre up. So, uh, Coach Steve Rodriguez is there for I think 12 years, um, and and my mom actually helps get permits for building down there in, in Malibu. So they actually work together, and they kept running into uh, the na- the local neighbors, and that's what it's been for years. Just you know, adamant about not having the lights. You know, on the field there, and it's really hurt their attendance. Not that they yeah. have a, a big school anyway, but you know, people are in class during the day. Yeah. Um, it would be great for them to have some evening games, get a lot more people out, maybe from the city. Um, I agree. Just the they very
1: sparse attendance there. <clears throat> yeah, and and the field is kind of situated where you wouldn't even, you wouldn't see it from Pacific Coast Highway. I don't think.
2: No, no, but there there's some there's some homes just right up on the road, right across the street from the field. Um, in traditional lighting, that may be an issue. But now with these new LEDs, yep. to your point, I mean, you can see just in the outfield berm, it's barely even lit out there, yep. but it's lit completely on the field. So um, it really doesn't impact any surrounding areas.
1: Here's the one pitch. McIntyre fouls it off. You know, I've been surprised the lack of uh, Pepperdine putting anything into the ballpark at all. I mean, yeah. there hasn't been, since we've been going down there the last six or eight years with the West Coast Conference, not that I've seen, yeah. nothing has been done.
2: Yeah, you know they've had it kind of the way they've had it for a long time. Uh, I used to work out there in the off seasons playing pro ball, and I don't think anything's changed. All they've done is actually put in some actual seats, replacing bleachers in certain areas of the park. One but, one pitch inside, ball two. But that's about it. They still have the same press box they've had for it's very small thirty-five I put, years. I'm outside. Yeah, you're outside right in front of the press box. <clears throat> they still have the same concessions area. I think it's one spot one for concessions. Little, yep. So.
1: Just funny that a, that a program that has so much yeah. history and so much success pitches up high ball three. And yeah. how is Rodriguez doing at Baylor? I haven't, I, yeah. I, I, I don't hear much about Baylor. So,
2: yeah, um, I think he's doing pretty well down there. Um, it's definitely a change for him. And it was a bit surprising he went to Pepperdine, that was his alma mater. So, for him to go to Baylor is kind of a big step for him. Um, yeah. Yeah, All about so, money. <laughs> you know, he's a very successful coach. He went to, I don't know how many regionals in a row with Pepperdine.
1: McIntyre pops it up. Shortstop, third baseman going over, foul territory, third baseman makes the play. Again, the Cougars leave a man on base here. No runs, one hit, no errors. We are through seven and a half, six two. Utes leading BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. You step up here in the eighth inning. There's a ball hit into center field, and Mitch McIntyre, tremendous play out there in left center, went a long ways and dove, made the catch at his shoe top to rob uh, Foscalina of a base hit. Great play by Mitch McIntyre.
2: Yeah, great play by McIntyre, showing off his speed and uh, you know his defensive abilities out there, and you know saving a ball from going in the gap.
1: Wade Golden steps in. First pitch to Golden is over for a strike. Here's the 0-1. Swing and a miss. 0-2. Weird game tonight. I mean, the grand slam, the the hit batters, the walks. I mean, it's just been a weird game. Only ten base hits. Cougars have out-hit the Utes 6-4, but they're down 6-2 on the scoreboard. I mean, just it's, just, yeah. it's a game that is kind of going along with the way yeah. this year
2: has gone for BYU. It's definitely reminiscent of just how the season's gone, for sure.
1: Here's the 1-2. Golden goes down on strikes. And the Cougar pitching staff, you know, honestly, other than that one inning, yeah. with signs walking a guy or hitting two guys and walking a guy, I mean the Cougar pitchers with throwing them have really done a pretty good job.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Burbs coming in here working pretty quickly, throwing strikes and getting outs. And, um, yeah, baseball is kind of funny like that. I mean, uh, you could you could be hitting like crazy, but not pitching. And you know, the the science of it all is putting the pitching and the hitting, and the defense together, and so it's all clicking together. And the past couple of seasons BYU's been able to do that. Unfortunately, when we're hitting, we're not pitching. When we're pitching, we're not hitting. And um, You know, we just haven't been able to piece those things together for this season.
1: 1-0 pitch, a swing and a miss by Richardson.
2: And the important thing here, obviously, BYU still has a statistical chance to make the conference tournament. So they still want to finish strong and go out and try to sweep some series and see what happens.
1: 1-1 pitch fouled off. You know, I mean, it comes down to finish strong. Yeah. I mean, there's the personal pride involved of, uh, you know, going out the right way. Absolutely. uh, I mean, it's it hasn't been a lack of effort. Right. I mean, it hasn't. But it's just uh, one of those things that's kind of snowballed as the years gone on, and Cooper's just have been unable to right the shift. Here's the 1-2. That's down low, two balls, two strikes.
2: I think it's important, too, for a lot of these guys, as many as possible, to go out and play summer ball. I mean, summer balls were where, uh, for, for myself and guys I played with, we really improved. You just get so many at-bats. You're playing with a wood bat. There's nothing really you're, you're worried about counting on other than just going out and getting better at something, working on stuff. And you can come back in the fall and have all this confidence of knowing that you've, you've worked on your swing, you've worked on your defense, or whatever the case is on, on locating pitches if you're a pitcher. Uh, maybe your velocity increases a little bit because you get some more arm strength.
1: Here's 3-2. Ball hit right at Anderson, second baseman. Brennan's got it. You Throw him out. We'll go to the ninth, 6-2. Utes leading the Cougars on your new skin BYU Sports Network.
3: Hey, BYU baseball fans, you are listening to BYU baseball on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Brent Norton. Go Cougs.
1: Well, the Cougars will send the top of the order up here. Last chance. As they go to the top of the ninth inning, Brennan Anderson will lead it off. Brennan is 0 for 4, lined out his last time up, and Jacob Rebar on the hill for the Utes. First pitch outside, ball one, as the Cougars uh, see if they can mount some kind of rally here in the ninth inning. Brennan uh, came into the ball game with a 297 average, uh, three home runs and 25 RBIs. Pitches outside. He flew out in the first, struck out looking in the third, struck out swinging in the fourth, and lined out to Oliver Dunn in the sixth. Cougars have left ten men on base through the first eight innings. And Anderson hammers one. Third baseman makes a good play. Throw to first for the out. Well, Anderson hit that ball hard, robbed of a base hit by Riker Tom.
2: Yeah, great play by Riker Tom at third. That ball was smashed and made a diving play and was able to make a good, strong throw to first for the out. Schneeman steps in. Daniel
1: has one hit. He is one for three today as he's single in the fifth inning. And here's the first pitch to Schneeman. That's inside ball one. I know the Cougars were hoping after, you know, having lost six straight and nine of ten that they could turn things around here tonight, get a little positive vibe, a little momentum going, but uh, so far it hasn't happened. Pitch is over for a strike, one and one. One ball, one strike. And here is Schneeman's pitch to Schneeman, and that ball's fouled out of play. So a ball and two strikes on Schneeman with uh, Brock Hale on deck. Cougars with single runs in the third and the fourth. That's been the only thing they've been able to push across. Cougars have played the airless ball defensively, but the grand slam by the Utes in the bottom of the third after Kenny Sine just lost his command uh, was the difference in this game. Rebar, here is the 2-2 pitch to Sneeman, and that's up high for ball three. Rebar, a big kid. Utes have a right-hander down throwing. Actually, a pair of right-handers just kind of loosening up as uh, Schneeman grounds one foul down the first base side. Three balls, two strikes to the Cougar shortstop. It's the Cougars need base runners here in the ninth. Two runs, six hits for the Cougars. Six runs, four hits, two errors for the Utes. Utes, uh, 12 wins on the year. The Cougars with 19, and uh, Schneeman walks on the 3-2 pitch. Uh, Schneeman's second walk of the ballgame, and that will bring Brock Hale. Rock is one for three. Today uh, he walked in the first, singled in the third, scored, struck out in the fifth, and flew out to right field in the seventh. Cougars are In tonight's ballgame, 2 for 19 with runners on base. Hitting 105. With 2 out there, 2 for 11, hitting under 200. So both teams have really struggled here offensively. 1-0 the count to Brock Hale. Here's the pitch to Brock, and that's way outside for a ball. Cougars uh, only 20 home runs this year. I think last year they were up in the 60s. Now Mike Crawford, the pitching coach, out. And they are going to get, they're going to bring a right-hander in. We'll take a 90-second break and be back with more Utes and Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. We are back here as the new pitcher for the Utes is uh, number 12, Trenton Stoltz. Uh, Stoltz, a senior out of Phoenix. Will take over on the hill. He will inherit a 2-0 count. A runner at first base. A four-run lead and Brock Hill at the plate. So Stoltz in and Brock Hill will step back into the box. Stoltz, uh, six saves on the air. This guy is the closer.
2: Yeah, the One Utes. One win, three losses. Didn't, the Utes didn't want to mess around at all. I mean, uh, wanted to make sure they get this victory here and solidify it.
1: Rock Hale steps to the plate. Sneeman at first base. And here is Stoltz's first pitch, and Hale swings and misses for a strike.
2: Yeah, but that's what you like from Brock Hale, 2-0 count. New pitcher coming in. You know, he looks like it was a pitch that was middle in, and he just swung through it, but it's an aggressive approach.
1: Two balls, one strike. And a quick throw to first base, and Daniel Sneeman back in safely. Daniel not going anywhere down four runs here in the ninth inning. Pitch to Hale is outside. 3-1 the count to Hale with uh, Kringlin in the on-deck circle. Well, you need some base runners here. They'll take them any way they can get them. And here is Stoltz's 3-1 pitch. That's over for a call strike. Brock thought he had ball four. was ready to throw his bat down, but uh, home plate umpire Jason Rogers called it a strike. So now 3-2 and two with Sneeman at first base. And here is Stoltz's pitch. Ball lined into right field, right at the right fielder who made the play. and then dropped the ball but still had it long enough. Cougars have hit the ball hard, both Anderson and Hale. Nothing to show for it here in the inning. Two men down, Cougars down to their last out.
2: Yeah, it's a great piece of hitting for Brock Hale. Great approach. And you have that sidearm and the ball's tailing back in. He kept his approach up the middle. Ball was outside, and he just drove it to right, right field. Unfortunately, he drove it right at the right field. He didn't even have to move. But a uh, great piece hitting by Brock Hill.
1: Two men out, and Kringland steps in. Keaton is 0 for 3 today. Struck out looking his last time up. And here is Stoltz's first pitch, and that is down low, ball one. Cougars are now away from their seventh consecutive loss, tenth out of their last 11 games. Yeah, Stoltz, pretty slow worker on the hill, here's the pitch. Kringland fouls that one up and out of play on top of the roof here at uh, Smiths ballpark yeah. Keaton Kringland the junior out of Cedar City hampered by a hamstring uh, early part of the year and he steps back in and here's the one-1 pitch that's inside ball two. Well, the guy in the hole is the, is the uh, potential uh, tying run. So the Cougars need some base runners. That pitch is down low ball three. The guy in the hole is uh, Kobe Kelton, who's not even out of the dugout yet. Stoltz, again, very methodical on the hill. Here's the 3-1. Base hit into center field. Sneeman will hold that second base, so uh, Kringlin's first hit of the night. The Cougars now have runners at first and second base, and Povero coming to
2: the plate. Yeah, you like to see that approach again, right back up the middle, hitting it hard, 3-1 count, you know, not trying to hit, get out of your shoes, but just hitting it hard up the middle, and uh, there's plenty of space out there for the ball to find some eyes. So good job by Keaton Kringland. It's a great swing. We'll see if Nate Favaro can kind of do the same thing. Ball's going to be working away from him here with this side armor. If he can keep the ball going up the middle here and use that big part of the field. Uh, we'll score a run, keep everything going for BYU.
1: Favaro's so over for 4 today. As he steps in. He lined out to the shortstop his last time up. And the first there pitch for Vero. That ball is into center field. Base hit. Sneeman will score from second base. And the score now 6-3. to three And the tying run coming to the plate now in Kobe Kelt.
2: Yeah, Nate Favero hit the ball right back up the middle hard. Ball was middle away. Tailing away from him. He stayed on it. Drove it hard right back up towards second base for a base hit. You know, three great at-bats, actually four great at-bats in a row, counting Brock Hale, who lined out to right. So BYU's... And Anderson. Yeah, and Anderson. Yeah. Everyone's seen the ball well in this inning. And, and their approaches, I just think their approaches are simple, staying up the middle, hitting the ball hard. So let's see if Colby uh, Kobe Kelton can keep it going.
1: Yeah, five really good at-bats in a row for the Cougars. So uh, Kringlin at second base, Favero at first base, and Kobe Kelton, the young freshman, stepping in, batting from the right side. And here is Stoltz's first pitch, and Kelton fouls it at the plate. So the Cougars trying to mount a comeback here in the uh, ball game. Talked about Kelton. He's got good pop. A couple of doubles on the year and very limited at-bats. As we got a ball loose in the uh, bullpen area that have come all the way down behind home plate, so uh, play is stopped. It's the only problem with this ballpark is those bullpens. I guess there's nowhere to put them. Yeah,
2: I mean, they could do something like they have in Anaheim, the multi-tiered ones out in the outfield, but takes away space for seating.
1: Here's the 0-1, and Kelton fouls another one off. And Kobe behind in the count, 0-2. That
2: pitch was away, just maybe a, an inch off the plate or so, and Kobe's kind of pulling around that. He's probably thinking that that ball is going to be tailing into him, so he wants to make sure he gets to it on time.
1: Kelton steps back in. And here is Stoltz's pitch way outside for a ball. The ball and two strikes. Be a good time for the young freshman to go out of the yard.
2: Yeah, would first be, division
1: one home run. Be a think? great time for him,
2: <laughs> something he'd remember the rest of his life.
1: Indoctrinated into the Utah BYU rivalry. Oh, yeah. Here's the one two from Stoltz, way outside, goes all the way back to the screen, and runners advance 90 feet. So, Kringland to third, Favero to second. And a 2-2 count. The Utes have another right-hander up. It's Austin Moore. As oh, the Cougars are making it interesting.
2: Better late than never.
1: Maybe give them a little confidence, a little momentum, maybe going yeah. into the weekend, no matter what happens here. Cougars about hit the Utes 8-4. And here's the 2-2 pitch. Kelton again fouls went off. When he came to BYU, he's a dead pole hitter. They've really, both his, all of his hits have come right up the middle. I mean, they've really been working with him on driving the ball. He's not a great big kid. Probably doesn't have a whole lot of power. But... uh, but they've kind of changed his approach. And, uh, you know, just tried to get him to go more up. He's 5'10", 180. Stony Point High School in Round Rock, Texas. 2-2 pitch. Kelton up the middle. Oh, snagged by the pitcher. Boy, that was a base hit right there. And a great play by Stoltz, the pitcher, to Rob Kelton. And the Cougars swung the bat great yeah. there in the ninth inning.
2: Yeah, you got to hand it to BYU there for uh, kind of a, making an adjustment to their approaches, I feel like. Uh, I mean, they were all hitting the ball hard up the middle. Kobe right there, you know, hit the ball hard up, right up the middle and a snagged by you know, the pitcher Stoltz. You really, I feel like, kind of got lucky to suck his glove out and it went in. Um, you know, credit to Utah for uh, having timely hitting today, really. Bases loaded, grand slam, and then they uh, found a way to close it out. But, you know, BYU has uh, a challenge ahead of them for conference trying to get in the conference tournament finishing the season strong and really for for the BYU players is trying to for them individually it's trying to finish strong um, so they can have something to build on going into the summer and something to build on going into fall and if they finish strong you never know what can happen maybe they can sneak into the conference tournament but um, at least they can hold their heads high and, and say that they finished strong and had a, a decent year um, maybe struggling early in the beginning part of the year.
1: Well, the Utes beat the Cougars three out of four this year. You don't see that happen very often in this yeah. rivalry. So that's a little bit of a bitter pill for the Cougars, maybe more than a little bit of a bitter pill. And uh, But the Cougars are just looking for some lightning. They've got to get something going, going into these last couple of weeks of the yeah. season.
2: Yeah, it doesn't get any easier. They play Stanford, as you mentioned. They played Cal last week. Um, then they have a, a two weekends of conference games against some of the top teams in the conference. So uh, it doesn't get any easier here. It's going to test... Uh, you know, it's going to test how strong the will these Cougars are. But you know, Coach Littlewood has some decisions to make. He had some guys that he subbed in that maybe don't play as much. Maybe he starts thinking about those guys. Maybe those are guys that are hungry that want to play and can make some things happen, like McIntyre, like uh, uh, like Kobe that was, that was just up right now. So uh, you know, you never know what can happen as uh, the season ends here.
1: Yeah, you know, he talked about that a little bit that he's going to make some lineup adjustments. And- yeah. I mean, he's still in the kind of in the running for possibly getting into the tournament. So, not sure you're going to see those early. But the Cougars, as you as you mentioned, just a little a little too late there with yeah. the, with swinging the bat. They had some great at bats there. And if the if the pitcher hadn't made that play, I mean, we've got a we've got a six five yeah, game.
2: We got a one run game, absolutely. So I, I think you know, offensively, if, if if BYU can make those adjustments quicker, uh, and some of those hitters can just stay keeping things up the middle, hitting the ball hard up the middle. I mean, that's for this last inning what they did. They had, you know, a line drive to right and then four hits up the middle. Um, that's where all the hits are, and then those, those things can kind of grow from there. Um, as we talked about, when guys are pressing, things are happening, they're trying to do too much, you start pulling off the ball, you start trying to pull the ball and hit a two-run home run uh, or, or home run in a scenario where it may not be the case. But, uh, you know, so some adjustments hopefully BYU can make offensively. The pitching today was actually pretty good. And uh, maybe they, they can have some things come together the last couple of weeks of the season.
1: But you know what's a game that you really kind of gave away? Yeah. I mean, you hold a team to four base hits. They score six runs. Yeah. Four of those runs were either hit batters or walks. Yeah. And that's just that's just putting it on a platter.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And the last inning is really the first time that we were able to put some a couple of hits together and strengthen some things together and, and put some pressure on Utah. We really didn't do that in the entire game. We had... Runners on first and second a couple innings, but we couldn't even make anything happen. So, um, you know, uh, it was a little too late there, unfortunately, for BYU. But, uh, you know, hopefully, again, they can build on this and say, hey, that last inning, what did we do right? We need to keep trying to do that. Whatever whatever our approach is, we need to keep doing that offensively.
1: Cougars left 12 men on base. Uh, the Utes left five men on base. I mean, it was there for the taking. they just yeah. couldn't get it done. Well, Cameron, hey, great to having you with us again. Uh, we're going to pick you up again. Not this Saturday. We'll be in San Francisco, but the following Saturday with Pacific, yeah. uh, the series, the home, uh, home sir, the home finale for the BYU Cougars could be yeah. the home finale for the for the entire year. So we yeah. appreciate you joining us uh, here tonight, and uh, and we'll pick you up on uh, in about ten days. Sounds right. great. Thanks, Brett. You bet. We're going to send it back for timeout. Be back with head coach Mike Littlewood right after this on your New Skin BYU Sports Network.
0: That's the last out.
1: Great pitch on the outside corner. He gets him.
0: Now let's hear from the players and coaches in your BYU baseball postgame show. Here's Brent Norton on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
1: All right, back here with uh, head coach uh, Mike Littlewood. And, uh, boy, that was a weird game. <laughs> I mean, that was a, that was a weird game. Coach. We've had a few and, weird games. Yeah, we have had a few. And and uh, you leave 12 guys on base. Uh, you hit the Utes 8-4, uh, to four, and you lose 6-3. to three. I mean, yeah. it, it's hard to – Imagine, uh, but it it just keeps happening. Uh, just, just, uh, just uh, a strange uh, set of circumstances.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just told the team. I I saw some good things today. I mean, I saw some energy, saw some fight. Um, it, it, the dugout felt good. The difference in that game was, we give them, um, you know, we just we in a couple of innings we they get a hit, but then we hit a, hit a couple guys, and then um, Alex comes in and they get one big hit. You know, um, yep, and then. We have four or five opportunities throughout the game, and and we just we can't get that big hit. It's just this game seems like a microcosm of our entire season.
1: Uh, four for twenty-two tonight with uh, runners on base, and uh, I think you were uh, three for like fifteen with two guys out with runners on base. So
3: yeah. I mean that's but that's kind of been where it's been. It it really has. You know I mean we're we're great at uh, leadoff singles and doubles, <laughs> and then. <laughs> You know, I just watch watch three guys get out every single time, and and I end up seeing that guy at third base, and we run in together. I mean, that just kind of seems yeah. like the way it's gone. And um, you know, when they get up five one, it, it kind of takes doing anything offensively out of your hands a little bit. I mean, we we uh, I think with Johnson out there, he was slow to the plate, so you could tell a couple times we tried to run a little bit, but then they get they get they go up four, and then it, we just shuts that down yeah. um, pretty quick because you you don't want to take any chances and, and risk anything. You just try to piece it together, but. I mean, I thought our guys did a great job, just trying to put a, a run up and a run up every inning. Uh, and if we get that key hit, I mean, it's five three, five four, and and because uh, we had we didn't go up one or go down one two three one two three. I mean, we we put some decent at bats together and, and put the pressure on and made them play baseball.
1: Boy, especially in the ninth, six really good at bats right there, starting with Anderson. I mean, yeah. six balls hit hard. Yep, they had to make some good defensive plays in that last uh,
3: Kobe. Hit the ball up yep. the middle. I mean, a great <laughs> play by Stolzer. It's six to five, just like that. No doubt. And with Kobe on with Kobe on first base. I mean, and yeah. the, it's, a, it's a gapper away from tying it. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, the, most most of these BYU Utah games come down to the last batter. It did again tonight. Um, but it just felt even. You know, five one felt like it was nine one. That's just kind of how our season has been going a little bit. I mean, look at last year. Five one was nothing. I mean, that was it was nothing at all. And um we probably would have won eleven seven. that's yeah. just kind of the way it is and different different year different team and um again we're just trying to find the positives and and stay positive and see if we can uh see if we win five or six league games and, and finish this thing out
1: signs uh got off to a good start then just kind of the wheels came off a little bit there in the third hit a couple of guys walked a guy and and he had to get him out and then Perone wanted to throw a
3: strike and uh Anderson, who hadn't hit a home run the whole year, hitting in the cleanup spot, hits one out. Well, and Anderson's a dead red fastball guy. Yeah. Um, and you know how – remember how Kenny got him out the first time? He threw, threw uh, three curveballs in right. the dirt. But obviously with bases loaded, you want to get ahead and, and hope uh, he pops it up or, you know, we throw a strike and, and uh, then we can start spinning stuff to him. Um, obviously, the hindsight, you're thinking, well, why didn't we spin him, <laughs> spin him from the first? And um, you saw Alex throw a lot of curveballs in the dirt and uh, – you know, it, I thought Alex came in and did a, did a really good job, but he lost it too. I mean, it's it's amazing to me how quickly these guys, Kenny's cruising, and Kenny's done that pretty much all year long. He's gone two two innings, and, you know, maybe that's my fault. Maybe I need to get him out after two and, and um, just use him more efficiently, but just the way this – you you just never expect when a guy's really cruising. His changeup was so good. His changeup looked like a slider the first two innings. I mean, it was just dropping off the table, um, and then all of a sudden it, it goes south on him, and it, and it goes really quick, so – kind of tough to, to know know how to well the w-
1: tough thing about that is you got about four or five guys yeah. that that's happened to consistently <laughs> yeah. so who, do you, go to? Yeah, yeah, who exactly. do you go to yeah exactly I mean you, yeah. you you need some innings I mean midweek game you need some guys to eat up some innings yeah
3: no doubt yeah and and I think you know Kenny's role uh the next couple of weeks a couple of innings out of the pen and hopefully he can come in and, in key spots and throw that change up and get us out of some things and, and I need to do a better I job of just when he has a couple of good innings get him out of there on a positive
1: well, in uh, prone, I know you wanted to get him in. Throw him. A, he threw a little over thirty pitches today. Yeah, thinking about maybe him on
3: Saturday. Yeah, I, I think, guess that's I think still him on Saturday. I think I think it kind of just depends on when we use Drew. If we need to, uh, you know, it's we want to win Thursday's game. So if we need to use Drew out of the pen on that day, um, we'll do it. If we need to use Drew out of the pen on on Friday with Raj, and if we have to split the game with with Hayden and and uh, Drew, I mean we want to win every single game we're going to play, and so we'll do everything we can to. to Win game to game and see what happens after that. Going down to Benedetti Ballpark in San
1: Francisco, the one and only, the only place like it on earth. Uh, <laughs> it should be interesting. Uh, San Francisco,
3: good team this year, much yeah. better than people thought. Yeah, they can really, really pitch it. They're big and physical. They strike out a lot. You know, if we can, if we can make pitches, we'll have a, we'll have a really, ch- real chance in this. It's interesting, you know, with people who haven't been there or haven't heard about it. I mean, you can literally uh, sit in the stand in the dugout and spit and touch the baseline. I mean, it's unbelievable how close. The, uh, when I'm coaching third base, I, I have to take one step out of the dugout. I'm in the batter, in the coach's box, and so I don't get too well, tired running the box. Let me tell you a story. I might have told you this already, but
1: I'm so close to the umpire <laughs> that last two years ago, that umpire on a couple of my questioning would look over his shoulder at me yeah. and, <laughs> in the press box, which is about three feet below field level right behind home plate.
3: Well, and it's cement all behind it, too. So anything yeah. you say, just reverber- yeah, exactly. reverberates Yeah, It's out, and you can hear it. So we actually talk about that when – you know, if we pick a sign or or if we're talking about anything strategic, you have to really talk quiet yeah. because they they can hear it. You're just not <laughs> that far from one another. So, but it's a really cool park. They've done a nice job with it. Um, you know, right in the city. It's a cool setting. It's almost like they just kind of carved this area out so they can put a field there because there's not much space there. Yeah,
1: it is. Well, Coach, hey, uh, thanks for coming up. We appreciate it. Uh, get things turned around this weekend. Uh, and take some positives out of this one. I mean, ninth inning, I love the way the, the approach and the way the guys were going back up the middle and and swing, and swing the bats a lot better.
3: Well, like you said, we out-hit them. You know, they just they got hits at the right time with the right guys on base, yep. and they hit it in the right spot, which is over the fence for them. And, one big uh, hit. Exactly. And so, you know, just, again, microcosm, but we'll, we'll try to just keep uh, plugging forward here.
1: All right, well, we'll see you Thursday down in San Francisco. Thanks, Brent. You bet your Cougars will lose this one to the Utes. By a score of uh, six to three, Cougars uh, three runs, eight hits, no errors. Utah six runs, four hits, and the Utes committed a couple of errors. The winner is uh, Johnson. He goes to two and zero. Oh, signs takes the loss, one win and three losses on the air. There's no save in the ball game. Um, Thirty-four hundred and sixty-six in attendance. Uh, game time three hours and seven minutes. Uh, and remind fans we'll be back on the air Thursday afternoon, four o'clock from Benedetti Diamond in San Francisco. With more Cougar baseball action, I'd like to thank Cole Whisker back at station, Cameron Coglin for his great work, and uh, with that we'll say so long from Smith Ballpark in Salt Lake City.